are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode. Oh, my God. What is happening? Why? Why? Why is that happening? Oh, my God. No, stop it. Stop it. Oh, my God. The joke is ruined. Oh, my God. The phone's ringing. Stop it, Abe. We're not. You're not supposed to call yet. All right. Jesus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to... <laughs> <laughs> another week another episode of generation x gaming a weekly episode uh goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way i'm your host 30 and still gaming and joining me each and every single week is sarge mccluskey what's going on i don't even need these glasses i don't even know why i wear them <laughs> i need these right now because I, I the oak is terrible where i'm at right now if i leave the shelter of my room right now okay oak is actually nice what's a nice wood yeah no it's great wood when it's dead and it's made of a table or something but holy christ i am like tearing and sneezing i got i got box of tissues and my wife put this diffuser in here to, to help me it's, it's crazy so sarge is asking people how many times do you think i'm gonna sneeze or whatever i don't know if i'll sneeze I'm, I'm 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 under control right now i'm under control all right on today's show <clears throat> we got lots of stuff we got we're gonna be talking about loot boxes. We're gonna be talking about Bethesda. We're gonna be talking about EA. We're gonna be talking about Marvel Avengers. We're gonna talk about Borderlands 2. We're gonna be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're gonna be talking about uh, Twitch a little bit. We're gonna be talking about Bioware and GameStop. We're gonna be talking about games that no one remembers. Do we have time to talk about Bioware and GameStop? That's a lot. That's a, that is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, we're gonna we talk about to, we're gonna talk about Destiny a little bit. We're gonna talk about Destiny a little bit. We're gonna be talking about Battlefield. We're gonna be talking about um, let's see, uh, Outriders for a bit, Activision, Division, and uh, I believe that's it. Yeah, Bioware. Oh, no, there's, yeah. More, there's more stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to other stuff. Uh, um, other than that, those of you that are new in the channel, uh, we do this podcast every single Thursday. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, so I do appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, we do have other new commands in the chat. I'm, I'm not sure if they're uh, they're going to be working or not, but we, we shall see. Um, if you want to find everything that we do, this this should work. This should work. A, a, a thing should pop up after I say shows, and it should voila, but I, it's it's not there. So there's that. So that's that's not working. But it's it's supposed to be a one-stop shop. So you could just hit one link and then go through everything. But apparently, yeah, it's not uh, it's not working. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. All the stuff that's supposed to work and yet it doesn't. I got the purple monkey to work. I got the purple monkey to work. What's the what's the pur what's the purple monkey? I don't know. It's some kind of emote that actually worked. Oh, the purple monkey. OK, hold on. I got this. Let me see. Yeah, it's called shows. I don't understand why it's not working. Oh well. Let me uh, let me manually do it. There you go. So this is the one-stop shop that you can see all the stuff that we're doing um, in one spot. It comes up on your phone, on your desktop. 
Uh, you don't have to go to 15 different sites to watch all this, all the content that I create. You can just now click on that one link and we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it working. It doesn't work with show. It shows, it shows uh, brain. <clears throat> anyway, let's get to it. All right. First topic is that I want to talk about ESO. Okay. I'm getting back in it slowly. I know Sarge, you started playing it again. Uh, I don't know what your character is that you're, uh, that that you're working on i don't know if you made a new character if you started from your I'm old a, character i'm a level 50 douchebag you're, you're not even in champion points yet no i'm level 50 and then i'm adding champion points to my douchebaggery okay. so what's your what's your douchebaggery points um let me think mm, two something i think uh brain was there i my my number doesn't show up above my head people watch me see the what's my what's my number brain two something I like how you're asking. I like how you're asking. Yeah, because he's because he's playing with me. I don't. The number doesn't appear above your own head. I have to go into menus to look at it. I don't pay attention to that shit. I just keep adding points and I move on. <clears throat> so two hundred something. It's like two hundred something. Two forty three. I, like I went down the rabbit hole, right? I went. I went down the rabbit hole because I didn't know what I was doing. I started playing uh, yesterday again. I haven't turned it on in a good eight months or so. Uh, I think the last time I played it is when the last expansion came out last. Like the end of 2019 or actually, the game of 2020. Actually, you don't you don't relate ESO to expansion releases. You relate ESO to to uh, controversies in other games. When it's a controversy in another game, you go back to ESO. That's how it goes. Oh, is that what it is? <clears throat> so, the the last time I played ESO, the last controversy I think was um, loot boxes were called Kinder eggs. I think is the last time I played ESO. I think that's the last time I, I touched it. I'm not sure. I think that's about the right, right time. Anyway, going back in, I was completely lost, Sarge, right? Chad, I was completely lost. I was like, what am I doing with this game? I want to play it. I love the dialogue. I love the story. I love the PVE. I love that the world's gigantic. Uh, and I, I think the reason I stopped playing it is because there was just other games like Destiny. I used to play a lot of Destiny, okay? And I never really got the ball rolling again with ESO. And right now... It seems like a prime time to jump back into ESO uh, to at least, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to jump back in from like months and months, but right now it's, it's intriguing me. So I, I went down the YouTube black hole, started watching videos on builds and, and, and beginner guides and all this other stuff. And God damn, there's so much to do in this game. So much to do in this game. Yeah. If you, if you, you can't, you can't just have someone explain it to you. Your head will blow up. You have to go slowly again. Yeah. So basically what I'm doing is I, I have a build that I decided I'm dedicating myself to. And I have to go do some alliance points. I have to do some guild faction points. I have to work on my one-handed weapons or two-handed weapons, sorry, uh, to level them up. And then I'm just going to play through the regular campaign, do the stuff I haven't. And by the, hopefully by that time, you know, 20, 30 hours in, I'll be like, Okay, I think I understand right. what's going yeah, on. That, but, right. that, but that's what happens. Right. You have to. It's actually somebody in your stream said it last night. I don't remember who it was, but they said it's easier. Maybe it was George, or maybe it was Stealth, one of those, where they said that it's easier to start over with a new character and just keep playing until it clicks again, and right. then switch back to your older guy. That's true. Instead of just using the guy that you're. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. I do have other characters that are low low level that I can I level up. You mean like the ones that we started together that we we're trying to go through things together and then I end up blowing through you again, yeah, blowing past yes, you like again? You always do. Yeah. Like you always do. Yeah. Overall, though, um, I do like it. I'm doing a solo build because I, I, I think for the most part, 
I don't think I'm going to play with anybody. I think I'm just going to just just rely on myself going through the game. Uh, there's some dungeons. That I already noticed the community's nice. Like, I was in a dungeon trying to kill a guy, and then some guy came over and just started helping me kill things and stuff. He didn't just start screaming into the microphone, yeah. you fucking noob, get yeah. out of the dungeon? No, he didn't do that. Maybe he oh. did, and maybe I had him muted, I don't know, but he seemed pretty pretty helpful. No, no, they removed they removed the the proximity speaker. They took it out a long time ago. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite proximity one is the one in Division. That one's my favorite. Do they still have I, it in Division? Yeah, when I was next to somebody, oh, I can right. hear them. I can yeah, hear them. Yeah, I can yeah. hear them talking into them. I can hear them talking into the mic. They're all just—they're yelling because I won't. I won't do what they want me to do. Right. I guess I'm supposed to be doing something in this particular. Like they run out in the open, get all shut up, and then they're cursing. Come pick me up. Yeah. Come pick me up, bro. Then I, I kill every. I kill everybody, and then I go back to pick him up. He's like, "Oh, now you want to pick me up? Now you want to come pick me up? Fuck you!" And then he'll then he'll leave, and I'm like, "What's wrong with these people?" Right, like you're supposed you, to, you, you're ran, you ran right, into the you're room. You're supposed to stop everything that you're doing right now and go pick him up because he was an idiot that ran in. Yeah. Hey, hey, Leroy Jenkins, the whole thing. He ran in, got shot up to hell. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so ESO is on on uh, on Game Pass, which is huge, right? And today I was watching a Bethesda round table that they were doing, and they were saying that there's 18 million users. And since they went on to Game Pass, they have 3 million uh, people playing just on Game Pass. Just on Game Pass, 3 million people are playing. So there's there are people playing this game. You don't have to worry about... Uh, when I look around, I see people in the 800s, 900s, I think it is, for the, for the champion points. So, I don't know. I'm excited to go back into it. I know a lot of people are looking at it like, when I play it, they're like, oh, I don't want to play but I never play games for the for other people. I always play games for myself. Yeah, but, you, but you're, while you're playing that kind of game, you talk about the game a little bit, and you talk about other shit. You just talk. Yeah, yeah. Just go around so, and just bullshit while I'm playing the just game. Talk. I like it. I like it a lot, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, jumping back in to... Speaking of Bethesda, uh, it's official now that uh, the Microsoft acquisition for Bethesda mm -hmm. has moved forward. The EU okayed it. So much so that they... They showed a roundtable today with the, with the group. They had this whole big oopla. And then tomorrow, 20 games come onto Game Pass, right? 20 games come onto Game Pass tomorrow. Um, let me bring them up here. So wait, so right after the court case was decided, Microsoft decided to flex I don't think... and, put all, and put all the Bethesda games out at once? Well, it's not a court case. The court case is underneath something else, right? This is just... This is just them okaying well, the, the sale. The, 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 con the contract. The contract. Yeah, the going contract. Through yeah. Yeah. Yes. So tomorrow we have uh, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom, Doom 2, Doom 84. Or is that what it is? 84? Um, 64. Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rain, Rage 2. Hey, Rage 2. Sarge, you wanted to play that, right? Elder Scrolls 3, more, more win. Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion. Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Online. The Evil Within. Wolfenstein. Uh, or Wolfenstein. The New, the new Order. Uh, the, new, the Old Blood and the Young Blood. All of those games will be on Game Pass. Uh, so, if you don't have Game Pass and you're a Bethesda fan, you don't already own most of these games, there you go. There's 20 games coming out tomorrow that you can get and that alone is worth one of those games is worth the 
the month subscription model, right, for it. So I still think it's humorous that the minute the contract went through, they all flexed. Put all the games out. All of it. Put everything right. out on Game Pass. Well, a lot of people are talking about now that Phil Spencer came out and said, look, there are going to be games on all platforms. There's going to be games exclusive that they're that they that were on PlayStation ahead of time, which they're already in in the pipeline. So they're they're keeping where they are, right? Deathloop and um, Tokyo uh, Ghost Tokyo, whatever it is, that's coming on PlayStation exclusive, and then it'll come on to Xbox later and PC later. But do you think I already know this? We had a conversation months and months ago about this. My thing so was I don't, I, I don't remember. Well, I said months ago I said that I don't think Phil Spencer is going to cut off like Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 to only be on Xbox. No, now, but it'll, it'll be first. Yes. I, I, I do agree that it, it would be exclusive for like the first month, six months, whatever. What I find humorous about this whole thing is that PlayStation fans, okay? I'm not even talking about gamers. PlayStation fans, okay? That bitch about how xbox is going to stop them from being exclusive right and they're they're assholes for doing that even though i can't play god of war if i was if i didn't have playstation i can't play spider-man for playstation you know what i mean if i didn't have a playstation i can't play last of us if i didn't have a playstation i can't play horizon zero dawn if i had a playstation and i understand that everyone's like well those are first party titles and i said okay now bethesda is a first party title it was a third party title now it's a first party title because so, it's owned by because it's owned, it's owned by, by Microsoft, Nintendo. right? It wasn't, and now it is. Okay, like shit happens, and that's the way it is, right? Starfield, right? So, I just feel that if the Microsoft decided to be exclusive for Microsoft for the consoles and PC, it's still not exclusive. It's exclusive on two of the three platforms. So PlayStation fans are getting upset that they might not be able to play the new Starfield or might not be able to play Elder Scrolls Six. But I just find it funny that. They're like, they'll throw it in your face that they're going to be exclusive. PlayStation's better. Xbox gets exclusives. <laughs> Xbox gets exclusives, and then Xbox is the bad guy. And then they, they toss it back. Well, Xbox did it first. That's why PlayStation did it, right? Xbox got exclusive first. That's why PlayStation did exclusives. And I always find that just humorous. It's like, well, Timmy punched me, so I punched I punched Tommy. It's like, why didn't you punch Timmy back? Like, why did you punch Tommy, Right. Well, someone punched me, so I punched somebody else, right? It doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me in that in that in that format. Um, so, well, if the, biz, the the business side of it, you get it. On the business yeah, side of it, you get it. You, yeah. you you want people to get your product. I get it. PlayStation's been doing it for years, and PlayStation fanboys have been rubbing it in Microsoft uh, fanboy faces forever. We got this game. You got this game. You suck. Get a PlayStation. That kind of shit. I've been hearing that shit forever. I'm like, okay, so now Bethesda is all Microsoft. So now I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from the PlayStation right. fanboys. I'm waiting. Right. Where, where are you guys? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm getting a sponge ready because I want to pick up. I want to pick up all the tears. It's going to happen <laughs> in the next couple of years. Like I say, all I'm going to have like, all, the all the tears. I'm going to put it in a glass. I'm going to drink it. Yeah, Chad, I, I hear what you're saying, right? Like, I hate, I hate exclusives, but they're here, right? And I like how everyone says that Xbox is doing it and Microsoft. It's first-party titles, right? That's that's the difference. First-party titles. Bethesda was third-party, and now it's first-party, right? There's no difference. Nintendo, with their first-party titles, it's exclusive. You don't see Mario on any other platform, 
right? You don't see God of War on any other platform. At least Xbox is giving all the games that are coming on Xbox, they're also coming on PC. So technically, they're not exclusive just to Xbox. They're exclusive to Microsoft and to PC Ultimate or PC or Xbox Game Pass, right? So people, again, people getting mad because Xbox or PlayStation says, well, Xbox did it first. That's that's in the past, man. Like they could change what they've done. They go on in the future, but they choose to keep doing the same thing. And again, I'm okay with first party titles because they're first party titles. That's how you sell your console. Third party, if, if Bethesda didn't get bought out and then they paid money, okay, to have Starfield on Xbox for the first year or exclusive only, like Final Fantasy does for, for PlayStation, stuff like that, that's where I have a problem with it, right? That's where I have a problem with a, a third party getting paid to be exclusive for a console. Um, so, yeah, it's it, that's just it. First party, third party. Again, I stick by what I say. I think Phil's going to spread the wealth. If it doesn't come to PlayStation, it's still on two of the three major platforms. Obviously, Nintendo. Actually, isn't Skyrim on the Switch? Can't you play Skyrim on the Switch? Skyrim's on everything. You can play on the refrigerator, I think, right? You can. You can. Yeah. The, the new Samsung refrigerator has Skyrim built in. Right. Right. Don't forget mobile. Right. So I, I believe that I don't think Phil's going to stop stop things because they want to make more sales. And remember, they also have 3 billion devices that can play their, their games now. Right. The only one device that can't play it would be PlayStation. Right, you can play it on your mobile. You can play it on a tablet. You can play it on your smart TV. You can play it on the on Game Pass. You can play it on your on your, on your consoles. You can play it on your PC. Right, you can literally play it almost on everything except PlayStation. I wouldn't really call that exclusive. Yeah. Right, but but I do hear by Christmas time you'll be able to do, you'll you'll be able to play mods on the Samsung fridge. It's gonna be pretty cool. Right, right. Uh, think about that. Samsung fridge will get to play mods Starfield. Um, We'll, oh. we'll, we'll be able to play Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6, but PlayStation won't. <laughs> the well, Samsung don't be refrigerator. Don't be ridiculous. No one wants to buy any Sony refrigerators. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be fantastic. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Speaking of exclusivity and, and things that are really freaking strange, right? So I want to know what this means, Sarge. I'm very confused by this. I'm very confused by this, right? So there was a, a report out that Xbox X and S will be getting an update on their browsers, okay? And on their browser, they'll be able to play the Stadia through the Xbox browser. Now, my question to you is, why? <laughs> but why? Right? Why, why would this be a thing? I'm wait, let's back that up. Yeah. The browser for the Xbox X and S is going to be updated where so you, you, where can, you can play, play Stadia. So I can play Stadia through the Xbox. Through my Xbox. Yeah, Luna Luna also correct stealth. But we're talking about Stadia here. Luna makes sense because Luna you pay a monthly subscription model and you get to rent games from there, right? You can play as, as, as many games there. Stadia, you have to buy the games to play. So why, if I own an Xbox to play Stadia, 
would I buy games on Stadia to play on my Xbox? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm want to know why I would play Stadia through my Xbox. I have an Xbox. What am I, what, what am I getting from Stadia through my Xbox? Like, what, who's that? Who is that for? Like, unless, unless it's, it's back what we talked about almost, almost a year now, where we said that this is the last console. It's going to be only software through a system. And since, and since Microsoft has a system in everybody's house, you don't need to buy a hardware anymore. It's just your, your, your monthly fee for playing games, basically. Right. And so they want to make sure that Stadia works through their system because, let's t- to be honest, we all know that Stadia is correct in what they were doing. They just happened to be the Dreamcast of this generation. Right. They, they came out too early, and no one backed them up. But we know eventually you're not having a piece of hardware in your house. You're just paying a monthly fee to play unfinished crappy games. That's that's where we're at. But at currently right now, I don't understand why, why I, I, why I want to play Stadia through my Xbox. Right. So I, let me put a scenario here, right? Um, I don't know. A new game comes out. Starfield's coming out, right? Starfield's coming out. I know it's a bad example. Grand Theft Auto 6. Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out. I can buy it for Xbox, the system I own, right? Or I could buy it for Stadia so I can play it through an Xbox. Why would I buy it on Stadia to then play it on my Xbox? It just doesn't make sense. Now, Steam makes sense. Steam makes sense because if I can access my library of my Steam games and play them through my Xbox, that makes sense. But I have to purchase the games that I can already buy because Stadia doesn't have any first-party titles. They don't have any exclusives. They don't have anything that separates them from anybody else. Why would I have to get Stadia games to play on my Xbox? It doesn't make any sense. Luna makes sense, right? Because there's games that Amazon might have, like let's say New World, is on Luna. It's six bucks to a month to play Luna, to stream games from there to your Xbox. That makes sense, right? First-party title games, whatever else. But I just don't understand why... If you could get a game on the system that you already own, why would you play through another console through a browser in the console that you already own? My only guess is, is they're trying to make sure that it's compatible so when the actual move comes where that is a, that is an actual thing that's going to happen, that it works through Xbox. You know what I mean? They're using Stadia as the testing ground to make sure that that kind of digital product can work on their browser. Right, that's, the only way I can, that's, the, that's the only way I look at it. Right, Crisby, you're right, though, right? The dedicated servers, they won't bog down. Eh, there's still lag there. There's still lag. We played, <clears> we played the Stadia. We played Destiny on Stadia. It was nice, but there was a bit of a lag. There was a bit of a lag. You could tell, but it was nice. But again, if I own Destiny on my Xbox, why would I play Stadia through my Xbox to play Destiny? Destiny's free to play, bad example. But if I have to buy a game again, why would I buy it on Stadia so I can play it on my console that I already own? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Especially an Xbox X, one of the most powerful systems out there. You know what I mean? That's like that's like playing my Xbox through my PlayStation. It's like, why? Why would you do that? Because because they're 
because then you're not treating you're not treating the Xbox as an Xbox. You're just treating the Xbox as your device to play games. That's the slow transition in your mind. It's not an Xbox. It's the device I use to play games. Right. Right. It won't matter. Right. At, at the end, at the end, it won't matter. Right. Well, Stadia is just a test. You're absolutely right about that. We said that in the beginning. We, Stadia was the entry point for Google to see what they had to do to compete. And then now they're just going to rebrand it, come out with Stadia, some, Stadia 2 or come out with some other thing. It'll hang in the background until no hardware is made anymore, and then it'll come back and everyone will talk about it. Well, again. there is no hardware. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a stick, which is xCloud no, no, and, and the what rest Game is going to be doing. Yeah, The rest of them. The rest of them, when they stop making hardware, the rest of them. Nah, I, I See, don't know. Know, I, I, I'm always curious to know, though, is... Now, I, I, I haven't had, I've had a time to crunch the numbers, but... Do you think do you think they actually save money in the long run if they don't sell hardware? Because in my mind, I think of the hardware is a loss. Yes. But all the peripherals, the cables, the controllers, yes. all the other stuff you buy with the hardware, they make money on. Yes. So is not making the console is not making the console in the long run making them more money. Of of course. You think so? Yeah, that's why they're switching the Game Pass model. Look, if I can buy a game without buying a system. And all I have to do and is, and, and I don't have a system in my house, right. and I don't have a disk. All you right? have to it's, do, it's all digital. All you have to do is buy a controller, right? All you have to do is right. buy a controller and a, and a small little dongle thumbstick, or it automatically links up with your television set, right? right. They don't have to. They don't have to make the parts of the of the of the system. They don't have to uh, ship it. They don't have right. to use the plastic. They don't have to mine stuff. There won't be a chip nope. loss where they have to sign a thirty-seven billion dollar thing to try to find the chips in the world, right? There'd be no legislation. It would just be literally. Here's our system. Give, give me, give me fifty bucks a month. Right. Give me fifty bucks, and, and, and you play whatever and you play want. Play whatever you want on whatever, wherever right. you want. That's where we're going. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. I yes, said this I, years I, ago. I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. I say this years I, ago I, that 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 there's not going to be a console anymore. But we're shitting on Stadia. Because we think of Stadia as the wicked stepbrother over here. Like, it's not. It's if, just he's before no, his time. If, if Stadia kept their, their studios that they just fired. If they They'd kept, be fine. If they kept them all alive and three years from now they actually had first-party titles, then yes. If Stadia came out of the gates with three or four games at launch that were within the first year of Stadia coming out, they would have had a completely different market share. But they literally came out with a console that wasn't a console. That had no exclusives, that lied about 4K, right? Like they, it was just, it was just like, yeah, let's just throw money out there, see what happens. Let's see what happens. Type of thing. It was the first early access console that we didn't get to play, right? I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird, it's a weird system. Yeah, Microsoft, uh, PlayStation has to get their ass in gear because, like I said, Amazon has Luna, Stadia is not even in the ballpark right now, but. All they have to do is make another piece of hardware or non-piece of hardware like they just did with Stadia and make it Stadia 2. Have some exclusives. Now, Google has money, right? Google has money. So they, know they could pay some money to be like 360 was back in the day where they're they're taking third-party titles just to bring them over to Stadia, right? And you would have to have that big-name game that you can only play on Stadia. But the difference is you don't have to buy a system. You just have to buy the service. Right. So by that token, do you think that Microsoft, uh, do you think that Google poaches Halo? 
No way. No, it's that's a Microsoft. They would have to pay. No, no, they they pay Microsoft to make sure it's on Stadia first, and then it releases normally on Microsoft. Uh, it's a bad example with Halo. It's a bad example with Halo. You got to pick a third, it? yes. You have to pick a third party site. You're not. They're not it, gonna. They're not my, gonna pay their competitors to put their. The, no, that's listen, just stupid. I, listen, it, it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. But a lot of people always get whatever have whatever they have to get in order to play the game first. That's what they do. That's what they do. I'm not but, talking about the majority of people. No, no, I'm I talking about crazy lunatics that I, will buy I, something. I think your example first. though of taking Halo is ridiculous. If if they had a another third party game like let's say they land Final Fantasy, which is a third party game, right? Yeah, but Final Fantasy is all about PlayStation. I understand that, but it's a third party game, right? Like if they take a third party big game like that and then bring them over, that's more reasonable. I can see that, but not taking a first party title like if they paid for God of War. No, God of War is a first party title for PlayStation. It doesn't matter how much pl they pay for PlayStation. PlayStation's not gonna be like, yeah, go ahead and take our game so you can put it on your on your system. <clears throat> yes, but the follow my logic. People buy games multiple times. It, the hardcore people buy shit multiple times. That's what they do. Yeah, but that's what they do. So if it comes out, even in your example, if the Final Fantasy came out on Stadia first, or if the new Elder Scrolls came out on Stadia first, just because, okay? But it's out. It's only out a month before. We're not even talking like six months. Like, it's a month. A, a month before. It's a month before. Enough. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, they would do it. People would do it. That's uh, what I'm saying. Well, they, that happened with Borderlands, right? Borderlands was only on Epic Store, and people on Steam are like, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it until it comes out in, until Steam, which was like, what, six months later? So the, the diehards did buy it on Epic, right? And then the people that were the fans were like, no, I don't want Epic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get Borderlands on Steam when it comes out. I mean, right. that's what happened it's a it's a very niche market you would get the streamers and stuff that wanted to, to play it first just to get their metrics up and stuff like that but for for stadia to get a, a first party title from another company i don't think that would happen if they got a third party game and paid time exclusive for like the first six months i can see that happening that's a lot of money six months is a lot of money six months is a lot of money boxer i i i agree with you to the point where they treated it like it ain't shit anymore like the fact that they tried to push that game showed us the visuals and was like here's what we made and everyone was like this what the fuck is that like that was the actual reaction from the entire world watching the halo trailer gameplay everyone was staring at it like this like what the fuck is this like they treat it like it ain't shit anymore that's the problem i think that they can do well and they have they have development teams that can make the game well but they treat it like shit like they just threw it out there. Like said, let's let's see how they respond to this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it. I just find it very weird that uh, that's that's one of the things that they were they wanted to do. Um. I don't know. It's just it's just very strange. You could play Stadia on your on your Xbox. All right. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Destiny Two glitch. There's a couple of them right now. Okay. Destiny 2 glitch lets players defeat the raid boss before fighting starts. Okay. So this is just another glitch that's happening right now in Destiny. So from the days of unplugging internet cables to glitch Crota in Destiny 1, by using matchmaking exploits to host 12-band raids in Destiny 2 Beyond Light, the Destiny franchise is no stranger to bugs or glitches. While Bungie does its best to try to patch exploits and various bugs as quickly as it can, it's currently facing multiple issues in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Bungie is currently working on a fix to issues affecting the Trials of Osiris game mode as well as the exploit that allows 12 men 
fire teams in raid encounters. On top of these current issues in the game, Guardians have discovered another glitch in the Deepstone Crypt raid. With the glitch allows Guardians to zero phase Tanix, instantly pushing Tanix to the final stay, uh, stand phase, bypassing the rest of the encounter. The zero phase glitch works by throwing a Nova Bomb at the pile of, of rubble that Tanix starts under and then dying before the Nova Bomb hits. If the Guardian who cast the Nova Bomb is dead, then it will hit the rubble and it will not start the encounter and Tanix will then take damage before the encounter starts. This is similar to the previous glitch that allows Guardians to damage uh, Zulkman in, in the Pit of Heresy using the Weather Horde Exotic Grenade Launcher. Um, so it's it's pretty funny that bravo to the to the players that are so bored with the content that's in the game right now that they're figuring out ways to break the game even further. And I find it very, very interesting that there's a 12-man raid going on you can kill the boss before he appears and that trials is broke. And this is all happening during the demo of outriders where people are abandoning ship because they think the loot's going to be amazing in that game. So they're farming. There's a hundred people. There's people with over a hundred hours farming a captain right now in a demo than rather playing a game that has loot and leveling and gameplay and all this other stuff. What do you, what do you think about this Sarge with all this th stuff that's going on with destiny right now? Uh uh, Besides, I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. No, no, uh, I, I, I don't think it's broke. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's broke. I think in order to keep people interested in what's happening right now, while they, while they do what they have to do to fix the things that you, we think need to be fixed, it's something fun to do. It's just fun. Twelve man, listen, a twelve man raid sounds fun. Right, right. You walk into the, you walk into the, a lot, a lot of the events. Uh, it's the rooms are closed. The rooms are closed. It's it's a it's a giant clusterfuck with all the weapons and stuff going off, right? So, it just makes it fun. Right. But to, I mean, one zero phasing the boss to make him go to the second to to take him go to the second half of the of the actual uh, mechanic. I mean, oh, I, I I go I I threw a throwback to Atheon. I do a throwback to Atheon. What what Atheon was tough as shit. Everyone got pissed off until someone found out if you step up to him and push his ass off the cliff, you can win. Like, right. okay. Right. So was Atheon pushing off the cliff? Was it fun? Yep. Was it cheese? Right. Yep. How many times did you do the raid and lose and get pissed off and throw controllers at two o'clock in the morning yeah. before you figured out to push Atheon off the cliff? Right. So was it was it fixed immediately? No, it wasn't. They let you push Atheon off the cliff for quite a while before they fixed it. I, I look, I, I said this over a year ago on the Rages Roundtable. I said I find it funny, and I sat on on the on the on the round table with three people that absolutely love Destiny, and I always push back on it. Okay. Uh everyone was like, Oh, trials is awesome and this. I said trials has been gone for two years. They couldn't fix it. They should get rid of it until they fix it, is what I said. And then I also said that I love how the community loves Destiny when destiny's broke the community loves destiny the best when there's stuff like this happening right 12 man raids glitching bosses loot dropping much more efficiently doing five man things any kind anytime there's a a bug or a glitch in destiny that's when the population of destiny's like oh this is so much fun this is so great and then when bungie fixes it everyone's like oh and they don't like it so think about this. The community of Destiny loves Destiny when Destiny's broke. Yes. And then when it's not yes. when it's not broke, 
When it's they, working as intended. When it's working as intended, they hate it. No one, li they, no one likes it. Yes. Is that, but they okay, love so, playing the game, but they love so playing the when, game. <laughs> so when does that sink in? When does that sink in? I don't know. I, I Look, I don't think this is... I, I do think there's a couple of glitches and bugs, but the 12-man thing, why is that not... Why is that not fixed yet? Because it's fun. They're like, I'll let it happen. There's people grinding a captain in a game that's in a demo right now for 100 hours to get legendaries they can't use when the game comes out, you know, uh, three weeks from now, right? They're going to dismantle it 10 seconds into the game. That's what they're competing against right now. And I know it's just Outriders and it's a demo, but seriously, that's what they're competing with right now. There's people, it's a small community, but there's people grinding a demo for 100 hours to get guns in a game that they're going to play three weeks from now. And yet Destiny has content and loot and a, and a season pass and things are coming out every week, and yet people are not playing it. And the people that are playing it are playing it because it's broke as fuck right now instead of working as intended. I always find it. I always find it funny. I like how, uh, yeah, Milky, yeah, twelve man reigns are great in ESO. <laughs> well, well, let's not. But let's not forget. Let's not forget the 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 original type of raid mechanic that was instilled in people that played MMOs was WoW, right? Right. You had you had like I, 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 correct. I, Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I know I don't play WoW anymore, but there was like the six man, then like the twelve, and then like a sixteen. Right? There was like there were different brackets of rage. Was there, was there two or three? I don't remember. I know there was a smaller raid, and then there was the larger one. Right? So it's not like it's unheard of that they decided to do something like this. But the fact that it's accidental and doesn't belong in the game, okay. But apparently, still fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like they'll fix it as soon as the, uh, as soon as Outriders comes out, they'll fix it. I think I'll, they'll fix it once the game launches, right? Because they, they, well, they no, don't. No, 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 no. That day one shit has to happen. Like, you don't, you're not fixing anything when the next thing launches. Like, the thing has to launch first. That's then true. everyone has to that hate hate the new stuff first. That is, that is true. And about halfway through, when that dies off, then they say, hey, we fixed the 12-man raid. They're, they're fixing Everyone's it on like, Tuesday? I don't care. I don't the, want you to fix the 12-man raid. They're, they're fixing it on Tuesday? Well, that's good. That's good. It's been out for, what, two weeks now? I'm asking. Is it, is it, is it two weeks now it's been out? Krebsy, was it, was it... How many brackets was there, though? Was there three brackets? Or, or only, like, two brackets? I remember there being different levels of raids, right? I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we already talked about the Microsoft acquisition went through, so that one's done. Um, oh, here's another story of, um, it kind of, it kind of fits into, um, another story connection later. So over 5,000 Final Fantasy 14 players were banned for real money trading in one week. Okay. Between February 25th and March 3rd this year, Square Enix banned over 5,000 players from Final Fantasy 14 for active activities related to real money trading. Though paying for the in-game gear boosts and so on with actual money prohibited, there will still be plenty of people out there selling items, raid clears, mounts, PvP, ranks, and whole accounts, and in-game currency of gil, of which people are uh, supposed to be trading with. 
Now, in a recent new post, Square Enix announced that 5,037 people were banned for participating in real money trading, and further, 814 were banned for advertising it. Players who see real money trading being advertised were advised any witness RMT advertisement and can be reported by clicking the character's name in the chat log and selecting the menu report, report RMT activity. This recently spoke of game director uh, Yoshida about Final Fantasy XIV's next expansion. So basically, people are making a black market inside of final fantasy right they're selling their- I, I, need, I need i need context though like i don't i don't play final fantasy 14 right so my my question is for those of you that play Final Fantasy 14 is it is it similar to what they did like when they were doing the wow and the diablo thing is it like possible to sell the account that has the items yeah, on it yeah, to somebody so, else is that how it's going is that how it's happening yeah so there's in-game boosts and stuff and what people are doing are are selling items the raid clears mounts pvp ranks whole accounts, in-game currency of Gil, they're selling that all for real money. So basically what they're doing, um, I don't know how you would do it, though, because is there, again, I've never played Final Fantasy, and I know a lot of games don't like to do in-game trading because of stuff like that. Like, if I post on something on eBay and say, uh, I can, I can, uh, you know, give you a rank up or whatever, or this this item, if I'm selling my sword or whatever I mean, is it, for right, is it like bucks... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is is there a trade mechanic in the game? But before I trade it to you, we do a PayPal thing. Like, is that is that like kind of like what's happening? Yeah. So is it, is it it's it's on against, that level? It's against terms of service uh, of stuff like that. Madden's doing the exact same thing, which is the next story we're going to be blending this one into, right? So like, where does where does it stop, right? And this is the conversation I kind of want to have, not what what's the, what they're doing, but they banned five thousand people. If I if I grind for 100 hours to get a certain weapon in the game, and again, chat, let me know if I'm wrong about how it is in Final Fantasy. Again, I don't, I've don't, never played it, okay? But let's say I grind for a piece of gear in Final Fantasy that's, like, super rare and stuff. Now, can I trade inside Final Fantasy? And if I can trade, if I charge real-world money on an account like eBay or whatever other market, and I say I want 100 bucks or 200 bucks, I personally don't see anything wrong with that. I, I don't either. right i don't i don't see anything wrong with that now i don't either yeah it's got to be uh oftentimes uh through a third-party broker slash escrow uh wow has a flexible elite heroic elite raid difficulty raid finder normal heroic mythic i bet the people were told that they were banned yeah maybe i don't know i like i said i don't see a problem with that if i if i take 100 hours or whatever to grind and that's my job per se i mean that's what world of warcraft gold farmers did for 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 days for years yeah, there's a whole there's a there's whole, whole stories yeah, of the, the whole thing a, a chinese chinese rooms filled with people just gold farming and selling gold yeah right yeah, yeah. so how's that different well how's that different? i think i don't have a problem with it i see why the companies have a problem with it because they don't they're not making money off of it right oh oh i'm sorry yeah. we're gonna change the story hang on a second yeah. let me put my other hat on okay so now what you want to say is because we were trying to complicate the game by milking you for more money than just the game, people circumvented that by selling it to themselves and making money off that. That's frowned upon. So you have to buy all the crappy microtransaction shits from us. Right. You can't be talking amongst yourselves and trading amongst yourselves. That's not allowed right. in a multiplayer world. Got it. Right. I'm with you now. Yeah, so, so basically the jobs now are you have to be an undercover narc. Right, so you look up online and find out who's selling what. Then you go in the game and then you try to so find them. Right, find them, and if they make the sale, then you ban their account because you see their screen name or or, or whatnot. 
So going from that story to the next story, which is almost the exact same thing, but it's in Madden football or actually Madden accounts. It's in FIFA. It's in Madden. It's happening all over the place. So one of the one of the major things that's happening right now, and and don't worry, Sarge, EA's on it. They're investigating. All right. EA launches well, an investigation after allegations much, much. of an employee profiting from FIFA 21 Ultimate Team and trading. I'm sure this is happening with 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 Madden as well and, and whatever else. So right now, hashtag EA Gate is trending on Twitter after allegations of an employee at EA has been selling FIFA 21 Ultimate I- Team icons directly to players. Normally, these digital player cards are available in packs that have been compared to loot boxes, but some of them can also be traded over the transfer market, and the tweets that set off the hashtag claim to show icons that aren't tradable being purchased for hundreds of euros, in one case for 1,700 euros, which is roughly $2,026. A video shows icons arrived directly to the purchaser's game, all marked as having no previous, uh, previous owners. EA has responded with these allegations with a statement saying that it's aware of the situation and throughout the investigation is underway. It goes on, and if they identify improper conduct, it will take swift action, and we, can, we can't be clear this type of behavior or unacceptable, and we will, have, we will in no way condone what it's alleged to have it happen uh, here. We understand how it creates a concern about unfair balance of the game and competition, and we update the communities as well as more clearly in the situation. So basically, here's the model, right? You have a point zero 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 that you don't that you don't see that you don't see one percent chance of getting some of these cars or cards, right? Of these players that are like maxed out or whatever. Okay, so. What's happening now is people are finding these characters on a black market, right? On the black market, and someone is selling them. And then every Monday they say you will get your card or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They pay it. It is legit. Someone's giving it to them and they get directly to them, which means it has to be someone within EA because if you're giving specific cards, right? Because if I say I want this person, this person, and this person, you get to pick one master card or whatever, and then two other all-team guys for a price. It's like a package deal, okay? This has got to be going on, allegedly, for years. For well, hang years. On, hang on. Hang on. But, but the story is pointing out that there are screenshots and texts and, and whatnot. There, there, it's, it's more along the lines of proof, not allegedly. Well, it's allegedly until right well they have proof, proof. but they can't prove proof it's an ea employee that... they can't prove it's an EA employee right but at that at, but at that moment the person's read, read the story carefully that they're talking about how the persons involved are part of the company in some way it's not directly related but they know someone there's a mediary there that's the first of all let's not be surprised at this let's 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 not pretend that you don't think you're going to take a rare item in the digital world and not sell it for a shit ton of money if you can, right? The fact that it's an actual person coming from the game who makes it, though, makes it a little bit more of a pill hard to swallow. Right. Because you guys are charging me up the ass for cards that I have to buy repeatedly every year. Right. Uh, basically, they better hope it's allegedly. Yeah, yeah, they it's, better hope it's allegedly. It's basically sunsetting your characters at the end of the year, right? The new game comes out. At that moment, you have 12 months 
to get the characters and have the all Madden team or whatever ultimate team for about 12 months until the next game comes out. And then it sunsets and you have to buy it all over again. Buy it all over again. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. George, you're right, though. Who the hell is buying these cards for $2,000? Like, who? Bro, George. Who? George, when you're, when you're in a different... Listen, when you're in a different tax bracket, right? You do your job and you got free time and you're making six-figure plus... Five grand for you is nothing, dude. It's nothing, right? You have to think about it in the same in the same mental box as the guys who are buying the PlayStations and Xboxes for three grand or fifteen hundred, depending on where they're at. There are people that are in different tax brackets that they want a thing, they just go buy the thing. They don't budget or look or wait. They they right. make enough money where that disposable income doesn't matter. I'll give you a good example. One of my friends works at like a high end car dealership like the Bugatti McLaren level, okay? He sits behind his desk. When somebody pulls up, nobody approaches them, right? right? They just stand up, wave, and stand in the corner, right? The person walks through the dealership. They ask a couple of questions, and they go, it's for my daughter's graduation. Put a bow on it. Send it to the address. Like, they don't sit there and haggle for the money on the McLaren, they just buy the car and they go. Same shit, little lower tax bracket. Right. Same shit. They don't care, right? And that's why they do it. That's why they know there are people out there, whether they have a, a mental illness about gambling or they don't, they don't care. They just know that that money is, that money is, or they are able to access that money. And that's why they do the cards because they know they can access that money. So what what happens here if they find out an employee? I mean, obviously he gets fired. Is there a lawsuit involved with the, the, with with EA suing the guy? And they better hope they better hope it's allegedly, because if EA has found out that there are people who are working in the company now, let let I'll, I'll, let's flip it over a little bit. If I worked for EA and EA was shitting on me every year, I'm a developer. Okay, I'm getting shit pay, no bonuses. Because like, we were supposed to get an 85 and we got an 84, you know, that kind of shit. If that was going on for years at a time and you invented, you invented the microtransaction right. thing for fucking FIFA and you still didn't get any fucking bonus and they're making a billion dollars a quarter, a quarter after the game is already out, right. a billion dollars a quarter for the fucking game. And so I decide I'm going to fucking sell some guys on the side so I can actually get some shit done in my own life, right? Is that possible? Fucking A right, that's possible. Absolutely plausible. Right. Okay. So now, if they find out that EA employees were actually doing this, oh, bro, if you want to hear court cases about getting rid of microtransactions and manipulating people and children into buying cards within the company, oh, bro, right. you haven't seen a court right. case. Because, because you haven't seen a court I know case. people are looking at this going, well, the guy selling him is the problem. No, the guy selling him because the problem is it's such a small percentage of getting these actual cards that people spend money on these cards to try to get these guys that it's almost impossible that you actually need to pay these thousands of dollars to get one of these cards because they don't drop. They don't drop in the game. They're very, very, very rare. <clears throat> You want me to take a poll, Crisby? We'll we'll do that. We'll we'll do that. I'll, I will put that in 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 a in that. Give me uh let me, let me set it up here. Yeah, that that's the that's the major problem. 
The major I'm, I'm problem hoping, is I'm, I'm, if... I'm hoping Jason Schreier better have his all his moles right now working. I want to hear an article from him. I want to hear the article from him about the conclusion of that. Absolutely. Let's see. Yes. You're talking about the. No. Are, are you talking? About, are you talking about Pokemon Smash? You're talking about the Pokemon. Pokemon. All right. Let me see if the poll thing works here. Let's put the poll command in chat. See if it works. If it doesn't work, I will uh, put it in there myself. Which it doesn't look they, like it's working. They better. They better. There it goes. Bro, they better. They better hope that's allegedly. They better hope. <clears throat> right or or the next thing that they'll do they'll fire him so fast and threaten him with some kind of lawsuit that they'll bury him before there's a lawsuit that can come out from it right right <clears throat> yeah i don't i don't know like i i think the bigger story here is not the employee allegedly employees selling the stuff i think the the, the real problem is that it's impossible to get these actual cards and then that's what's exposing this, right? Well, it's not that it's impossible. It's that they don't follow the gambling laws. And so I don't have to put down the percentages. I don't have to put down what the percentage chance of this of this actually happening. I can just say there's a chance. Right. And so if, it's like it's like if you have a lottery in the state of Florida, you get a lottery on the back. It tells you what your odds of winning are, period. Like at least at least it gives you that. Right. The FIFA cards are just like whatever. Yeah, they're there. The guy keeps telling you, yeah, they're there. You can get them. There's a chance everybody gets it. Every here's the best statement. Everybody gets an equal chance, bro. Right. Everybody gets an equal chance to find the rare card. Yeah. 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 It's 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 uh it's definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I again, I don't have a problem with uh, people making money. It's like you're trading cards in the black market, whatever. But this, if it's the employee doing it behind the scenes, and he's he's taking advantage of what the system is. I mean, is it plausible? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, we're, we're, we are way, we are way to this side of plausible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, I thought it was an interesting story because, again, if EA, that, that's put a EA pin in gets, that one, bro. That that one's not going to go away for a while. That one's gonna, that one's gonna come up again a couple times this year for sure, for sure. A matter of fact, I'll, I'm willing to bet that Hogue Law does a video on that pretty soon. Oh, I think he already did one, didn't he? Sure. No, not about about the details about that. I'm pretty sure he'll do one for sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's go from that to the next one, which is uh, loot boxes. The gaming industry's loot box is about. Oh, what is this? Are you are you kidding me? <clears throat> this is from Forbes. I can't read Forbes articles for fuck's sake. I can't read for it, so I, I have to. I have to lose this. Is if there's is there another article, guys, in chat, or can somebody just screenshot the front part or the top part of the article? Of hold on, let me find out which one it is. The gaming industry loot box problem is going to get worse. Okay, that's from Forbes. Worse? How could it get worse? We're in the ninth <laughs> level of hell, Helen. <laughs> right. So I, while while we're waiting for that, if someone has that, put that put that in the thing. <clears throat> Ooh, this just in. Stealth put it in the in in chat. 
just uh, a couple minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, EA says it's investigating claims and an employee has been caught stealing. So is that is that on top of that stealth? Is that an update or is that just you just put that in there? <clears throat> Let me see what this one says. I love I love the community. You guys are always this. This just this in. I'm drunk nightly, and we're, we're bringing you live coverage of the EA scandal. Yeah, this is the this is the same thing. This 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 is the exact same thing. Uh, trade open packs. Yeah, there's no there's no. It's underway. Yeah, it's the same thing. Appreciate the submission. Appreciate the submission. <clears throat> I think it's an update. No, it's, it says pretty much the same exact stuff that we just said. I don't think they an update would be they caught the guy. Is it, in in this article? Does it say that they they caught somebody or they're denying that it's actually happening? Because if they if it's not those two things, because it says the exact same thing. They're quoting the exact same stuff. They're saying the exact same prices. They're showing the exact same uh, uh, prices and stuff. Right, catch, uh, catch, my question is: Catch him doing what? You mean he's in the he's in a corner someplace, adding files to the game of players that yeah, no, people want. The article and then is written on the tenth at eight forty three p.m. Yeah, it's, it's not updated. It's not updated. Real tough. You mean I get to invent <laughs> more cards that I invented the first time? I just keep reinventing the cards and selling them. Thanks, Chris. That sounds like something that's Thanks, really. Stealth. Not possible. I'm pretty sure it's possible. All right, so the gaming industry loot box problem is about to get worse. British MPs might have called the loot boxes to the class as gambling, and the German par uh, uh, parliament is now making moves to give the 18-plus rating to any game that contains them. But it doesn't look like the virtual consu uh, consumables are going away anytime soon. According to a new study, they're going to claim more cash than ever over the next four years, but will only subject to increased scrutiny along the way. Um... Uh, along the way, the new report uh, research has found that video game loot box revenue will reach $20 billion by 2025. This is up by a third on the last year during 2020. An estimated $15 billion was dropped on speculative booty, uh, uh, a phrase which is consistently named by a dream soul funk band. Future growth seems at all more impressive considering that so many people will be throwing disposable income indoor comforts due to the global pandemic. According to uh, Jupiter, uh, around 5% of gamers, over 230 million players, will buy loot boxes in, uh, in 2025. Mobile gamers represent a majority of these speculative payments, which are unsurprising considering that most free-play games on Android and iOS are monetized. However, in research also highlighted that the lucrative markets are also being pressed by battle passes and DLC on consoles. Uh, I think that's the... Is that the last the last section there is the continuation of that stealth? There's also a small uh, crumbs of comfort also railing against what it is uh, monetized yet, but growth in loot box purchases an average of 5% per year. Yeah, so what do you think about that, Sarge? You know, I, I guess I guess the, the loud minority of loot boxes is me complaining about loot boxes because I think, I don't think anyone gives a shit about loot boxes and about paying $14 for a skin. They don't because it, 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 it becomes it becomes a thing in your mind where it's entertainment and maybe you're not doing other things in your life. And so this is the thing that you're doing. So you don't mind spending that money, whereas beforehand you would critical think about what you're spending on your entertainment, on your housing and whatever else we just have. 
We just have bad consumers now, right? right. You are willing, you are willing, and, and the way I, the reason why I say bad consumer is you are willing to throw double or triple the money for entertainment that you that you used to, that you used to, and you don't get any extra benefits from it, and it's not like amazingly better. You're not getting any kind of bonus from it. It's still the entertainment you had before, but you're willing to pay three times more for it because right. you're okay with it, right? right? Forget the fact that you're in the house still, right? This 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 trend was going on before COVID. COVID just made it worse because people are at home, right? And if I'm home, I'm not spending money on gas, I'm not spending money on food, I'm not spending money on anything. Else. I'm just I'm home. I'm snacking. I'm, I'm I buy cheaper food at home. I don't have to go anywhere, right? So I have more in, in the eyes of their in the eyes of the corporations. People have more disposable income because they're not doing the normal routine, right? Compound the fact that a lot of people got checks, a lot of people got unemployment, a lot of people just forced to stay home. If you're forced to stay home, things that you never did before seem very viable. Right. Right. I hate MMOs. I've never wanted to play an MMO in my life. I was home for six months and someone introduced me to WoW. And uh, I have three characters. Uh, they're all level 50. Uh, I haven't left the house in six months. Like that kind of shit. That's what happens when you have nothing else to do. Yeah. So they want that money. Absolutely. They want that money. Absolutely. I'm doing another poll. Do you like loot boxes? Do you like loot boxes? Yes. That's too. That's that's too vague. That's not that, that's not vague. Meaning, if right, you like you. it, then you're buying right, it. You. If you don't, do then you, you do you are you okay with every time you buy loot loot boxes, they kill a puppy? Like that would be a better question. No, because that's that's that <laughs> that's swaying to people. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you like puppies dying, then you're but, a puppy. But you hater. have to be. But you have to be. We put a wink by it. A little wink. <laughs> a little emoji. Do you do you? Do you do you like loot boxes? Yes or no? If you like them, then you're buying them. If you don't, right? So I want to post that. Let me know what you guys like. And while you're here, okay, if you're listening to us, if you can hear our voices, pick up your hand and, and bring it towards the screen and engage. Engage in some way, shape, or form and hit the like button, hit the dislike button, hit the comment section down below, hit the community, I don't, hit the poll. I don't have a touch screen, bro. I just have a PC. And I don't then you have, move the mouse have. button. Right. Oh, right. Just just make sure you engage. Engage with the content. If you're here right now, I mean, I don't have any loot boxes. If I did, they'd pop up on the screen like somewhere over here or over here. And you can buy a loot box from us, but we don't have loot it, boxes. It's listen one more time. And I know I'll repeat this every time we do the show. Uh, I believe in the American system. I believe in a free economy. I believe in entrepreneurship. The problem I have is that the companies are making more money on loot boxes than the actual product that they paid developers to make okay and the developers just get their check they get their check for right. working right right do they get a piece of the 1.5 billion a quarter that they made for that company after they made the game no they just get their check so that money just goes up it just goes up into right. Body Codex pocket. That's all it goes. Well, the stocks are doing great. Of course they're doing great. You have people throwing money into a trash can because they want a pretty item in the virtual world. You didn't do anything. You didn't make a game. You're just selling people digital crap, and you're making more money than the game. So at some point, I, I'm okay when you want to sell loot boxes, but then you have to give a cut to all the developers that made it. Right. Right. $1.5 billion a quarter. Divide that up amongst all the all the guys that developed the game. No problem. Let everyone get a piece of the pie. 
I'm fine with it. You want to, you want to, if we're going to dirty the water and we're going to live in a swamp anyway, at least have all the fishermen get some fish, right? Let's not pretend that Bobby Kotick came up with loot boxes or Android Wilson came up with loot boxes and they're the only ones that should benefit from it. Milky says uh, in the poll, he says they, they can be predatory, but they aren't inherently evil, right? They're not, they're not, they're not meant to be evil, but they can be evil, right? Like for instance, look, you have to be a parent. Like I have a, I have a six-year-old. He does have free reign of the iPad, but before I gave him the iPad and he has access to the app store, he 100% has to put a code in or has to ask permission. And, and yes, I guess your kid could sneak in the code if he overlooked your shoulder or whatever, but you still have to be a parent, change the code, do whatever. Don't put a credit card on there where he can just buy whatever. If your kids are accessing stuff with microtransactions in it and loot boxes in it, they probably shouldn't play that game, right? And if they play a game with microtransactions in the game, look, my kid plays Minecraft. Every once in a while, he wants he wants to buy a new map pack or a new skin pack or, or, or whatever. I say he has to earn it. And when he earns it, instead of paying him in money, I pay him in, in, in microtransaction uh, points, and then he can purchase what he wants, right? But you can't just give free reign to people. Now, obviously predatorial stuff that happens it's not just about kids though it's about also people that have an addiction have an addiction that just can't stop gambling can't stop drinking can't stop smoking right is it there is there a problem no cigarette companies don't care about you they just want to keep selling their cigarettes right ea is just trying to keep selling skins and cards and loot boxes and whatever else they're doing they don't care right they're not like oh no we're not trying to make you go broke they're like oh that one guy, they know who's spending money. They know who the whales are. They know who the people are. They're like, look at this schmuck. He's 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 buying twenty thousand dollars. Thanks, buddy. I, I need to get my oil changed in my my Lamborghini Diablo or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, it, I I I I agree with Milky that it's they can be predatory, but they're not inherently evil. But they are evil. They are evil. The amount of money that they make in a year, they could hire ten. Maybe like a thousand people extra to, in, to to actually work on games, right? Think about it for a second. The one point, listen, the company ran all by itself. Companies sold games, and they had enough money to continue making games. Remember this. This was standard. We make a game. We sell a game. We sell some DLCs. We remain open. Right. I got a bigger studio. We got we sell more games. We got to make some more games. Now, on top of the games, you guys are fine. We, we're already paying all our employees. On top of that is an additional $5 billion a year, $1.3 billion a quarter, right. almost $5 billion a year extra, on extra, top of, right. on top of. And you say, you can't hire anybody. We got nobody for this. Uh, Activision hi fired, fired 800 people, yeah. fired 800 people yeah. on the best year they ever had. They fired 800 people because... You know, business is doing bad. You know, it it's it's the hypocrisy of it. If you're going to make that much extra and there's nothing else coming in to promote what that is, like, what are we doing with that money? Well, I know exactly what's going to that money. Gold yacht. Right. Three more houses. Right. One, in, one in Tahiti. Like, I get it. It's the American dream. But at the same time, the guys who actually made that fucking thing that you guys are. Where's the slice, man? Where's the slice? <clears throat> 
Heather, Where's Heather, the slice? Heather, Heather says, I'm not defending loot boxes, but it's nothing new. Happy Meal toys, cereal toys, we're all old school loot boxes. How many times did you eat cereal just for the toy? Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes. Well, I, well, first of all, Heather, I didn't even eat the goddamn cereal. <laughs> See, I, I poured say, the cereal in the yeah, trash can I was just gonna and say got that. the toy. Yeah, I was just going to say that, right? You yeah. just reached in. <laughs> Put your hands through the Rice Krispies mm, mm, and just mm, grab mm. the toy out of the bottom of it. You mm. didn't care two shits about the cereal. You're like, the baking. <laughs> my favorite one of all time is still the baking soda diver. Still my favorite. Oh, yeah. I do remember the baking the ba soda the, diver. The baking yeah. soda diver, I think, was still the best one. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I can't remember another toy after that, actually. A, a shitty toy inside the... Uh... I remember oh, the coder ring, the, the coder ring for Lucky Charms. Yeah, there's like a compass. Captain, Captain Crunch yeah, had the, the compass. Yeah, the, the compass and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, no. the, but the baking soda diver was the. You I put him in the water, man. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always relate loot boxes, especially when it comes into sports games. I always relate them to baseball cards or football cards, like physical packs, right? Like yes. I would take, I would take my money that I earned by mowing lawns or doing dishes or doing whatever. I'd ride my bike down to the baseball card shop and I would look at that box and be like, oh, "Give me, give me one pack." And then I would open the pack up, and I didn't get the card I wanted. I'd give me another pack, and then I opened that pack up and it didn't get it. I was like, "Give me the box. How much is the box? Box twenty bucks? Okay, I'll be back. Hold on a second, mom. Mom, can I get twenty bucks? And she said, uh, "What do you need twenty bucks for?" And I'll be like, "I need, I need to buy some." She's like, "No, you got to do more chores." And then I have to do more chores, right? But I totally get it. I totally get that the baseball cards and football cards and all the trading cards, ice cream truck came around. You bought the garbage pail kids and started trading with people and stuff like that. I get all that. That is a loot box mechanic. But the, at the end of the day, I get physical goods. I open that pack of cards. I have physical cards. I can take those cards and flick them at you like Chinese stars. I can put them in my my bike spokes, okay, and and, and just destroy them. I can I can make a, a house a card of house with the cards that I have. You know what I mean? I can do other things with it. With loot boxes, you're paying ten bucks for. 10 openings, you open them up and you get, you get a scan of voice line or whatever. I, I'm, I'm thinking of like Overwatch right now, right? And that's it. Once the game is done and they close down the servers, you get nothing. You get nothing. Nothing. And right. that's why it, it the, comparing them to, to, to toys and cereal boxes or toys or baseball cards is up to a certain point because it's still a physical good and you're still buying that physical good. And that physical good was actually created physically. Where this is an artist sitting in a thing going, uh, here's a voice line. Uh, it's ten bucks. Ten bucks. They sell that that voice line a million times, right? And then they make one point five billion dollars. And I'm okay with them making one point five billion dollars, but I'm not okay with them making one point five billion dollars when they make a half-ass game and then charge fourteen dollars for skins. We don't, we don't have the people. And then shut down the servers because not enough people are playing, right? And then I have nothing to show for it. I'm like, well, I played that game for a couple of years, but you know, that's what I have a problem with when it comes down to it. We don't have we don't we don't have people. We have we have to delay it. I'm sorry. You in the just the game, just the one game, just the one game they won. They made 1.5. Just the one game. Like I don't, I can't hear it anymore, man. I can't hear this kind of stuff anymore. You tell me you don't have enough. You don't have the resources, right? Like the the only one I would believe is they say we can't hire anybody. Because we can't find any more developers, right? Like that's that's what I want to hear. I want to hear oh, there's not enough developers for what we need. Like I would maybe I would believe that. Like you don't have enough for all these companies. They're all trying to hire some more people so they can make actually make a fucking game, right? Listen, bro, 1.5 billion dollars. That's more than two or three games for the year that the company made. 
Oh, absolutely. Okay? A game makes between like 340 to like 780 million dollars for the year. One game is right. a good game. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a an A level game or a double A or maybe even a triple A game makes that kind of money, right? The microtransactions on top of the 500 million is a billion dollars in a quarter. Come on, bro. <clears throat> Come on. Crispy asks, does the Fortnite model count as loot boxes? I say no, but they're, they're they're overpriced. No, it's that's not loot boxes. You can see what you're buying. Like, you could physically see what you're buying. I just don't like the model of microtransactions, right? I don't care what game it is. I like Marvel Avengers. I like other games with microtransactions in it. I don't partake in it because, to me, a game... Think about this for a second. Uh, a game takes eight to 12 to 20 to 40 to 60 to 80 to 100 hours to complete all depending on what type of game it is right it took them six months eight months it took them three years to develop five years to develop a game they sell that game for 60 dollars right all the content that's in the game 60 dollars for that game and yet some guy in a basement somewhere in a cubicle somewhere is making one cosmetic and sells it for $14. He sells four of those, four of those, and that's as much as what a game costs, right? So think about that. It takes hundreds to thousands of people to make a video game that takes three to five years and they charge $60 for a game with all that content. And yet they put a Captain America skin into Fortnite and they charge $14 for it. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And it's like, I'm so confused. And yet people complain that $60 is too expensive for a game. And yet they're spending thousands of dollars on cosmetics with no content. It's just a a picture that they're going to delete in about 10 seconds because another skin comes out the next day. And they're like, ah, oh, it's Iron Man. And they buy the Iron Man skin. And their one character now doesn't have Captain America skin. It has Iron Man skin. That's specifically for Fortnite, right? That's what I don't get. It's it's one skin, four different colors, 60 bucks. Exactly. I want it. There you go. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. And again, I'm not saying if you're a person out there that likes to buy the $14 skin, hey, buy them until you go bankrupt. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me, but it does. It affects the industry because people that partake in that stuff, they don't make the next game because they're making a crap ton of money in the game that they're raking already. They're yes. not going to make a full-fledged game because they can make a half-ass game and make 10 times more money, right? Yes. They don't need yes. to develop it for three to six or three to five years. They can develop it for 13 months and then drag you along for the next seven and sell you content. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that it does. But again, I'm not telling how anybody how to spend their money. You can have fun any way you want. Just know that there's consequences for things. If you want your games to get better, you can't reward the company with a $14 skin. You just can't. But but that's but that's what I mean by bad consumer. You you're you're giving them money for a, a non-existing product, and there's no reason for them to make a new product. The whole reason why they make a new product is because sales dwindle. They need to make sure there's something else in the pipeline, and they sell you a new product. Right. If I don't have to, if I don't have to make a game, if I'm making a billion dollars a quarter. Do I have to make a game? Do I have to be in a rush to make a game? Do right. I have to hire anybody? No. I just keep selling you shit yeah. until until the shit until the line goes down far enough, and then we release a game. And I guess that's that's the idea now is to stretch it out so they have more time to make a game instead of hiring more people and make the game in a normal amount of time. They just 
wait until the game's done. And, right. and no matter what condition the game is in, <laughs> it doesn't matter what condition the game is in. We're going to put it out there and put some microtransactions on top of it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. I'm not I, I'll always I'll always push back on any kind of uh, loot boxes or cosmetics. Again, a microtransaction to me, if you want to sell that same skin, max, max $3, $5. Max, legendary skin five dollars. Yeah, if, if we're in double digits, it's not micro. Yeah, it's it's macro, right? If we're if we're in double digits, it's, it's not micro transaction. Like a micro a micro transaction is like pennies on a dollar. Yeah, a micro transaction is like pennies on a dollar. Yeah, but they but they use that because you see micro, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna buy. It. It's a micro transaction. If it's a, if it was called macro transaction, you'd be like, oh, that's too expensive, right? Right, right. That's right. Just micro it. small. Right, micro tiny. Right. Right, right. That's why when you when you see a number and, 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 a dollar ninety nine, you don't round up the two dollars. You're like, it's a dollar ninety nine. That's two dollars. There's, there's no such thing as nine tenths. I, I get it. I get it. But that's why they do the dollar ninety nine because everyone's yeah, like, oh, uh, that's uh, the same 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 kind of uh, advertisement, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This this is where we are. This is where we are. Listen, I don't listen. I, I'm not trying to be negative with the next statement I make, but I expect no game. No game to come out in the next five years that's complete. Not one. Not one. Because it doesn't need to be. I would say I... It doesn't I, need to be. Yeah, I would say something about that, but I, I have nothing against that. I think you're right. Not one game that comes out in the next five years will be complete on launch. Not one. Meaning day one, like, there's no problems, no connection issues, nothing. Just No, no. Day one, there will not be a, a complete game ever. Day one, the game's released. It will not be complete, and it doesn't matter that it's not complete. And we'll just keep on buying. All right. Well, speaking it will of, not, it will not be will not be done day one. Speaking, will not be done. Speaking of non-complete games, I'm playing one right now. It's called Marvel Avengers. So Marvel Avengers yesterday had a uh, had a stream, and on that stream they talked about uh, a couple things, and they wrote an article here on the MPist multiplayer first. Okay, and multiplayer first MP. First, multiplayer first, okay? With Marvel Avengers' future imperfect DLC to set to launch next week on Thursday, some might wonder, be wondering whether or not they see more content once it's out. And well, based on Crystal Dynamics' statement, they're just about getting started. So during the studio live stream for Game Showcase, the PlayStation 5 version studio rep, who goes by the username Crystal PR Guy, answered a few fan questions during the stream's chat via Twitch. During the chat, Crystal Dynamics' rep mentioned that the upcoming future imperfect title update is the end of the beginning when asked if it was meant it was the end of season one. In addition to that, when asked if the main villains was always going to be aimed, the studio rep confirmed that the main villain in the game is an aim, suggesting that the players will be taking on more villains soon. What do you what do you get from that, Sarge? I mean, obviously it's a game's a service. Obviously it's a live service game is constantly uh, adapting. But them saying that the the enemies that we're fighting right now, there's not even the main the main bad guys we're fighting. Do you think it's just more smoke? Do you think that line that they said, do you think there's actually that game is done yet? Like that content that they're talking about, like the aim is not the bad guys. There's other bad guys. Do you think that that's just a line that he said and they're working on it right now? Or do you think that's a line he said and that's like three years off from now? Uh, this, this is like a choose your own adventure point where I would look ahead to see if I die or not and then go back and make the other choice, right? I don't believe for one second that they have anything complete for this year. I think that they, in their minds, they have it complete, that it might be done by September, right? They have it in their head that it might be done by September. 
I don't believe that what they want to release in September will be ready by September. Right? You're getting two new guys this year. Okay? Two new guys. And if they change the skins to make the enemies do something different in order to make you feel like you're killing something else, uh, I'm guessing it has to be Cree in order to go with the storyline. Right? Right. That's what, that's what it would have to be. So how many different types of Cree are you going to have, bro? Are you going to have Cree with guns and Cree with big sticks? And uh, like, how how similar will they be to the guys that you're currently fighting? And if they are new, quote unquote, new enemies, do they have different moves? Do they cast different abilities? Do they make you feel a little bit more weaker now? Because now that you've leveled up, you're walking through guys because of the abilities you've learned for the last seven months. And are the new enemies, just because there's new enemies, are they challenging? Right. Do they make do they make you think? Do they make you change up your tactics? Or are you still doing the slap crush and we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to make it clear, Sarge was talking about AAA games. He's talking about AAA games. Because the whole conversation that we were having is that games come out incomplete from these big companies, right? Like, like the, the microtransactions and the loot boxes are not from independent de game developers. They're they're from major companies making $1.5 billion. Show me an indie company that's making $1.5 billion and I'll show you that they're not indie anymore. Right? He's talking he's talking about AAA games. He didn't say AAA games, but he's definitely saying AAA games. Yeah, Smash. Smash, you have to remember though, right? 8-bit games only took a year or two to make. And less than that, they, and they released them. Right, they were done. Right, you had to be at a specific, a specific quality in order to sell the game, in order for it to be in bought. Because if the game actually shipped broke, right, the eight bit games that were broke, you know how many there were. Smash, right, you know how many there were. Right, oh, there's a bunch like, of them. Like, like I owned a regular Nintendo. Do you know how many games there were? You know how many games were like there's like 700 nintendo games right, and we own like right. 360 right. of them right 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 <laughs> like we, we used to rent games upon games from blockbuster and half of them were total trash garbage yeah. garbage but let's remember number of people buying the game development time needed to make that type of game okay the development time needed to make that type of game was much shorter and they were still selling games for 50 dollars a piece right they were 40 but really they were 50 a lot of the games that were like 50 an 8-bit game was like 50 bucks right okay and so that means in a 10-year period you could make anywhere between three to five games whereas now games are much more expensive to make and they take three to five years to make which means you can only pump out two games in a decade so the only way they could possibly keep up with the with the amount of money that they needed was microtransactions. Right. That's the only that's their reasoning, right? Because it takes longer to make a game. But come on, man! For every one good eight bit game, there's like twelve shitty ones, like straight up shit, shit eight bit games. <clears throat> uh, Todd Howard today on the round table when he was talking about it, he said that when we when we came out, we we made so many mistakes with Fallout 76, right? He said it was so many mistakes. He goes, and we learned so much. He's like, the community forgave them, which is good for them, bad for us, because then they know that they can literally deliver you a Fallout 76 experience when it first came out, which is a broken, utter mess. And everyone's like, oh, this game's good, right? 
So they went. It's got legs. Yeah. It's got legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got but, legs. Right. Like we, we looked at it and like coddled it and said, nah, it'll, it'll make it. It'll make it. And right now, because of Game Pass, because of Game Pass, because of it, it's one of the most thriving communities, they said, on Game Pass. Right. And it's a it's a good game now. Now. But when it came out. Okay, okay, but now, now means after how much time? Now, yeah. after how much? Time? It's almost two years. It's over two years. It's going into three years. That's correct. So why not just wait till the two years and not finish the game? Well, they made because, millions because, and billions because, of dollars since then. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Right. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things as far as the Marvel Avengers thing goes. Here, look, I'm excited for the game. I I just hate the fact. I, I said this the other day. They, they came out, we're having a conversation about this now, right? Like Fallout 76 had a game and it, and it took them a year or so to to fix it. A year and a half, 12 months, 13 months to fix it to get to a good running state a year and a half later. Marvel Avengers, I feel like I was a game tester. We talked about this last week. And I, I feel like this game, they could have automatically looked at it and said, let's just say that March 18th was the initial launch. Right. Let's just say I, I didn't own the game for the last seven months and played it. It comes out on March 18th for everybody for the very first time. When it comes out next Thursday, do we think that with the eight characters, okay, with the extra content, which would be included now, right? So you have 20 hours campaign between the two new characters and the old uh, Avengers Assemble. You have eight characters. You have all the bosses and stuff there. You have the replay missions. You have all the, the new the villains and stuff. You have the Super Adaptoid. You have Maestro. Is that a complete game when it comes out on March 18th? I don't think it is. And I don't think that the DLC that's coming out for it, I don't believe that that's going to... Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen just as fast as what's happening now. Like three months. I feel like if you had this game in the pipeline that you would know that you're... Like it comes out every month... Even if it's small little increment of content, you add something to it. Like, for instance, they launched the game in September. October came out. They could have added Cloning Labs. Then then uh, Hawkeye could have came out or Bishop, Kate Bishop could have came out in November. Then they could have gave us some like, iconic missions in December. Then Hawkeye came out in, in January. Then they could have gave us the, the harm room thing. Adding something to it all the time, every month, a new event, a new thing, a new... Th That's what a live service game is at least what it should be, but a live service game, a game's a service game, I feel it's like... Now just an ex it's an excuse to postpone what's happening. Yeah, it's just stretching out the content that was supposed to be out at launch, and they stretch it out across 12 months. Right? And I just, it yeah, just feels very... What, 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 what you're being fed this entire time is making you think that this is supposed to be normal. A game's a service means that there's additional content coming out constantly. I don't mean like constantly, like, next week, get it out, let's go. But like six months down the road, here's a chunk. Six more months down the road, here's a chunk. Right. Right. And the and the chunk isn't just something you plow through, like an ex girlfriend. It's something that you actually have a game loop. Okay. It's something that you have a game loop and keeps you busy until the next piece of content that comes out. Right. Right. But the way that they talk to you for so long now, they talk to you like this. Oh, well, you know, don't worry about what's coming out, guys. This game's a service. We'll keep you updated. We'll have guys come and blow smoke up your ass. We'll have some dancers come around and dance in your front yard. We're going to throw some dollar bills at you. We're going to get you some free OJ for breakfast. Like, this, this is how they talk to you for, for right. games of service. I was like, oh, I get all that stuff, and all I have to do is wait until you guys release some stuff? Oh, I wait on bated breath for you to uh, 
endow me with your blessed game. Like, no, no, where's your game, bro? Where's your game? And it's not supposed to be breadcrumb trail to the cliff. And then when you get to the cliff, you decide if I'm going to turn around or just jump, right? It's not that. It's supposed right. to be, this is the content. This is here. Here's here's the box. This is what's in it. Verbatim. This is what's in the content. Not like we're going to guess about it. We're going to maybe this, maybe that. We're looking at that. We're checking out this. Here. That's it, right? If it's a roadmap or you're talking about it, it should be talked about as an actual product. You're getting this, 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 and this. This is the mechanic. This is going to be the game loop. This is going to be the thing. And we move on. But that's not what it is. It's just smoke. So Smoke, 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 so smoke, there, smoke. There's rumors right now that they're saying that they think this game is going free to play. Do you think it's going free to play sooner or later? What do you, Mar you want me to be? No, you, you, do you want Nostradamus? Or do, you want, or do you want my gut? I think uh, go, first give us Nostradamus. All right, Nostradamus is free to play before the end of the year, right before they release end, Wakanda and Black Panther. And end of the year, December or end of the year, like uh, 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 fiscal, okay? Because they it launched in September, so before their year anniversary or before the end of twenty twenty one. I don't, I don't do the fiscal thing when we talk about the games itself. That's the business side. So the last three months of the year, okay, October, November, December. Uh, by by then, by then, probably before then, but by then free to play i i kind of agree with you i say i said that they wouldn't go free to play the first year the first year's up on september 1st so they'll, they'll make it just over the bridge yeah I, they'll, I, make it, they'll make it just over the bridge and then crash the car and collect the insurance I, money i will give you my official statement two months from now when i see what happens after hawkeye launches if we start seeing actual content and it comes out sooner then i'll stick with my my original thing was i said two years i said after two years it'll go free to play um, I feel like in that in that moment that that's when they go free to play, a year and a half. So like next summer, this time next year in March, going into April, there'll be talks about free to play, and then before September of 2022, that's when I think they'll go free to play. Just run the numbers, the numbers that you know, not not made up numbers. Run the numbers that you know. Ten percent of the population who actually bought this game mm. is still playing it. 10% have a, have a character. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. 10% still playing. Right. So 10%, what is it? 3 million or allegedly 3 million copies that uh, 3.7 million. Yeah. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 300,000 roughly across all platforms. Yeah. Right. So now you're saying we're going to re-release the game and we're hoping that these 300,000 people are going to come back and level up characters that are harder to level and because also spend microtransactions. Because, because the con they give you is supposed to be fun and spend microtransactions. I don't believe that. Right. Because the people that bought it, bought it for the story, played it, put it down. The rest of you guys who like the Marvel game, who played on, on, a, on, a, on a steady basis because you love the game, completely understand, right? But you guys are not the ones spending thousands of dollars right. on the game. Right. You're not. I think the way the whole XP, we talked about this last week, I think the whole way they're adjusting the XP and adding more characters, I do believe they're going to add more characters faster to overwhelm the, the, the new players so they can buy the challenge cards to get more money from them, right? Because if they do well, it that sounds like a that sounds, that sounds like a business plan. Yes. Is, is to overwhelm the consumer so they actually have to buy speed-ups so they don't have to play the game as well. Long. Not, not speed-ups. It's, it's 
it's more of if you if you buy the challenge card, you're gonna have to play the game so you can get your skins, right? There's no FOMO though. Like once you buy it, you have yeah, but indefinite. You don't believe to play it's it. gonna be. You don't believe it's gonna be an experience boost uh, purchase. You don't that, believe that? If 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 they do that, Sarge, if they sell a booster to level up XP, I will delete it from my hard drive. All right, clip it, clip it. If they clip it. if they made the XP harder grind, clip it to go up. And then they add a booster to come in the game. That's when I delete it from my hard drive, because because that that is a bait and switch. That slow is, it down, slow it down, that, so you can pay to speed it up. That is a that sound that sounds right up their alley. That is a bait and switch. If they do that, one hundred percent, I will, I will, I will. And that's why, and that's why it goes right to free to play. Yeah, we try, we try something big. We see if it works, and if it doesn't work, we still made money. Throw it in free to play. If it's if it go, what I'm saying though chat just to be clear if the booster happens not when it's free to play if it happens when the game is what it is right now if they start selling boosters to get the xp up higher that's when i delete it from my hard drive right that would be absolute trash okay that would be absolute trash not if it's free if it's free oh, to play obviously if it's free to play they have to make money somehow and of course, the boosters will be in there. But if they but, put the boosters see, in, if they put the boosters like, in now, I don't like that statement. I don't like that statement you just said. You just you just said the statement that like they have to make money. They did make money. No, I know that, but they, if it's free, they did make money yeah, on the products they to, sold. No, but what I'm saying, if it's free to play, like Warframe, of course there's going to be microtransactions. There's going to be microtransactions. But nothing changed between the time that it was became free to play and the time you paid for the game. The microtransactions were still there. No, right? But they they still want the the player base that's playing for the stuff. They want it to be there. <clears throat> because they nerfed the XP, the booster would be a slap. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, George. If they slow down the XP on purpose, and then there's somewhere in that form, it, they put a boost in there for a purchase? Oh, that is that is garbage 101. That's I delete it, and we never speak of it again. You know, do you know what it becomes then? Do you know what it becomes? What What is that? It's a fucking phone ringing. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, Abe. Mm. What's going on, Abe? Yeah, Abe, I know. I know. I know. If they bring if they bring boosters in, Marvel Avengers is, is vagoded. Oh, my God. Thanks for calling, Abe. It's good to see you. How are you doing this weekend, man? Is the well, he won't be lonely for long. Oh, man. He'll have some more I, friends to play with. It's not dead yet, though, Abe. It's not dead yet. It's still no, alive. No, don't it's get excited. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> don't get excited. Not yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get... We'll, it'll be okay, Abe. I don't think they're going to have boosters. They they could, though. They could. All right. Well, you're a little early. There's nothing happening. I don't think there's a dead game this week. I don't think there's a dead game this week. Well, well thanks for calling, though. I appreciate Wait, that. It's, like, it's almost like getting visited by the Grim Reaper. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Abe, Abe comes in every week and tells us about a dead game he's just letting us know if a booster came into avengers it'd be vagoded it'd be vagoded he'd come in and he it, he would take it from us all right so let's let's talk about another one um avengers uh gamestop okay gamestop is preparing to uh to change their business strategy sarge even though they were changing their business strategy before the pandemic hit about oh. turning all the stores into like 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 internet cafes is basically what they were doing, right? 
which happened in the 90s. Go ahead. Right. So GameStop uh, is preparing to change its sales strategy. Ryan Cohen is announced as the lead figure in GameStop's transition to into e-commerce, triggering another increase in the company's stock price. GameStop just experienced a 41.21% surge and pushed in the stocks almost $200. His price increase happened by just Ryan Cohen, former CEO of a co-founder of Chewy, stepped up to lead the GameStop's transition into the e-commerce business. The transition goal is to turn GameStop into a big online retailer, meaning it can, it can be, become a powerful competitor to uh, for Steam, and this is part of a plan to have the company while it has been gaining attention in the social media. GameStop has remained one of the most talked about companies as GameStop stock prices dramatically increased. And after the group of people on Reddit decided to invest in stocks, resulting in losses in investors who were also betting against GameStop last January, GameStop stock increased by 1,500%, reaching almost $500 by the end of the month, which is an all-time high of the company. During that month, Jim Bell stepped down from the role of finance director, although there was no uh, official statement confirming it. It related to the company's performance in the stock market. Today, GameStop officially announced that the board of directors' former plan to accelerate the company's transition or, or transa- yeah, transition to become an online business. Ryan Cohen has been trying to make GameStop directors change the online-focused business and even wrote a letter of urgency companies to embrace a fully online approach of capitalizing on more technology aspects. Furthermore, Cohen emphasized the importance of upcoming two years for the development and growth of the company. Particularly, Cohen forces an opportunity for GameStop sales to grow in time and when the industry is expected to reach $200 billion in 2023. Uh, Cohen's also has not been only who has been taking interest in GameStop. Other f- key figures of GameStop Road uh, increasing the digital presence have been uh, Kurt Wolf, uh, capital management member, together with Paul J. Evans, CFO of uh, Saban Multi-Site Solutions. These guys all sound like gamers, by the way, with all their companies, right? Uh, the two of them have been trying to get a part of GameStop's reform and have, as far as creating through presentation, highlight GameStop's recent underwhelming performance. Uh, Wolf and Evans urge GameStop to take action immediately in order to have the co- uh, to save the company. Now, as we're as we're as we're talking about, oh, oh, uh, the phone's ringing again. The phone's ringing again. All right, hold on. Abe, yeah, Abe, what what's the problem? Yeah, no, GameStop is not vagoted yet. No, it's not vagoted yet. No, I know they're trying to change their. Yeah, I know the the, the stream can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to change their they're trying to become Steam. Yeah, they're they're gonna try to to sell games digitally online. I don't know why. They, you know what they should do, Abe? They should go with Stadia. They should just team up with Stadia and then they should get that. All right. All right. All right. All right. See you later. All right, bye. All right. Yeah, Abe, man, this is fantastic. Uh, he's calling in. He's he's saying we're gonna, we're gonna have a I, I can guarantee you maybe by maybe by the summer. Abe's gonna have a lot of company. So so GameStop. So GameStop is a streaming service now. Is that what they're they're trying to make it? They're trying to make it a gaming service. I mean, they should just team up. They should team up with Stadia and make exclusive games for Stadia. Oh wait, they don't have exclusive games. They they have old games that they're trying to resell for higher prices, and they I don't I don't understand. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how they figure that's going to work for them. We're going to get third-party titles. We're going to buy them to be on Stadia, and we're going to make you buy them again. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, is there like, is there like a group of people that have just fallen out of high school, have no idea what a video game is, and someone introduces them to Stadia for the first time, and then they think that's a good idea, and then they go out and buy it? Like, I, who are the what demographic group is this? 
that are going to buy this. I'm trying to figure this out. Like, are they are they hoping they're, they're out of the womb? Like, they don't have any siblings? No one's going to tell them anything? They're going to just like, hey, we want to introduce you to video games. What's that? Glad you asked. <laughs> Here's Stadia. It's everything you need to know about video games. Like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. This <laughs> is not. <It's> just not. <laughs> okay, so the next story I want to talk about is Battlefield. Battlefield 6 rumors. Battlefield oh, 6 please. rumors. Oh, please, yeah. Okay, so Battlefield 6 rumor may suggest that game is ripping off Modern Warfare. One of the most recent Battlefield 6 rumors suggests that DICE next game is copying 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare in significant ways. Okay, so there has been no shortage of Battlefield 6 rumors as of late, and players learning quite a bit about the project through the various leaks from fully uh, destructible cities to World War III setting and a player count of 128, and the next Battlefield game is shaping up to be interesting, uh, interesting one. However, the newest rumor suggests that franchise could be taking inspiration for one of the biggest decisions uh, that was made in 2019, Call of Duty's Modern Warfare game. The rumor in particular is interesting considering just how different the two franchises are as a little similarities between Battlefield 6 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare exists, part from their settings is the first-person perspective. Now, however, this leak could change that has one simple move, could have a huge implication for Battlef a Battlefield franchise. While it's still only a rumor, we'll get to the fucking rumor already, would you, article? And it should be taken as a grain of salt. Fans can expect some big things to be proven true. The leak in question comes from Tom Henderson, Henderson, who has also proven to be fairly reputable uh, source and past. According to Henderson, Battlefield 6 will not be called Battlefield 6 at all. Instead, it will be dropped the format of the number titles entirely. Battlefield 6 will instead simply be called Battlefield, marking a fresh start for DICE's beloved FPS franchise. It'll sound familiar to because Call of Duty Modern Warfare subsidiaries did the same thing in the last two years. Now, with Modern Warfare Trilogy wrapped up as, uh, up in 2011, Infinity War returned to the modern era and developers started to scratch. Though the characters in the cap... Eh, whatever, that's blah, 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 blah. All right, so they're dropping the number, Sarge. I, I, look, I... I I don't read some of these stories before we actually get them, right? I saw the Battlefield 6 rumor. I thought we were going to get some Battlefield 6 rumor. Instead, they're copying Call of Duty for dropping the thing. Great. Drop the fucking number. It didn't make sense. They went back to Battlefield 1 anyway. And then they went to Battlefield 5 after the Battlefield 1, and then it just isn't... Oh, but it wasn't really 5. Yeah, it, it was, was like the V for yeah, Victory. Victory. It was supposed to be the V for Victory. Yeah, but they yeah. put the fucking Roman numeral. That was, it, it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, well it's because the, the player base doesn't know what the fuck this means, okay? So they called it 5. Really, what that is is Battlefield Victory is what it was. Battlefield you, Vagina is right, what it you was. Can't, you can't tell a bunch of people what that is because they either they don't know about it or they don't care. All right. they care is a Battlefield game. So they go along with that and they say, "Well, they don't care about the number. We're gonna just call it Battlefield." Great. And so the question now is, what is it? And we discussed this already. And I'm not changing my mind. It's gonna be bad company. Okay, it's you, gonna you have a story. You think it's modern, modern war. They say bad company. They said in an article. They said bad company is not it. They said that bad company yeah. is not coming this time around. I'm telling you, they're lying to you. Okay, you tell me what the hook is. What's the hook for the new Battlefield game? Tell me the hook. Tell me. Tell me v, the hook. B V for Vagoda. <laughs> right, right. Right. Is is the hook on the new Battlefield game 128 players? Because if that's the hook. I'm laughing in your face. Okay? Right. We can't get stable servers ever. Ever. When we had 16 players aside, we couldn't get stable servers. Now you want to do 128. Okay? So now, I I'm listening. You 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 didn't... Oh, 
Oh, right. Oh, right. You didn't make a Battlefield game last year, which means that this is three years of making a game, right? Well, because you said that they bounced between the two companies, right? Well, they, they said in 2017 they were going to do Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield. Yes. Yeah, yes. But but you're talking about it when the game is released, but the development time is longer than the actual year itself. No, no, no. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to. It was supposed to be Battlefront One. Then it was supposed to be a battlefield. I think whatever battlefield came in between them, right? And I then get it was that. Battlefront Two, and then it was a battlefield. Yes, but the development time behind that is not a year. It's a year and a half to two years before it comes out. So if, like for instance, if this was the if this was a normal Battlefield Battlefront year, which it is not, but we're going to talk about it as if it was. If it's 2021, this is a Battlefield game, okay? They didn't start working on this Battlefield game until probably like 2019, oh, end of no, 2018. You're, you're giving them right? way too much credit, yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's a year or two, and then the game comes out. It's a year or two, and then the game comes out. Yeah. So now they didn't come out with a game last year. So that means they've had at least two years solid to work on the game. Or they just started yeah. on it. <laughs> and right. they'll fix right. it over the next 18 months when the game comes out. Or they, right. Uh, using, using old assets is any way you can shortcut the game. That's fine. I don't have anything to do. My point is, what's the hook? What's the hook? If, fully if you're coming out fully, fully if, indestructible if, environment, a fully destructible environment with 128 players is standard for the game. That's a standard battlefield game. Like, what do you? What? What's the hook? What's the story? What? Is it World War Three? Is it Modern Warfare? Are they copying COD? Like, you, you, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Like, there's no hook. So, in order for me to have a hook. You got to give me some kind of story, right? There's a story campaign first, and then we play the game. Like, I thought that what Battlefield 1 did with those little stories about those people and then the missions open up, I thought that was decent. I thought right. they did a nice job with that. So my thing is, they they got to do something. They, you just can't... You can't slap on a box and say, 128 people, Battlefield's back, baby. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a cod run for the money. Um, what is it? Is there zombies? No, no, no zombies. World War Three. Us versus the Russians. Russians? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> you guys went back to the Russians? Like who? Yeah. Like I don't know what's, who's the, who's the bad guy? Like, it, listen. At the very least, at the very least, it should be the Chinese. But you know, it won't be. Right. Right. Because the tensions are too high politically. We can't start shooting at Chinese people. Right in a video game, you know that's not going to happen. The hook meanwhile, is, the hook is lightsabers. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, it was completely okay to shoot at Chinese guys when we were doing Battlefield Floor, no problem. Right now, we're talking a little bit more political. Phoenix says the only hook needed is an apology for all the games since Battlefront <laughs> Four. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. I, yeah. Listen, is it is it going to be is it going to do well because they're going to advertise the shit out of it and they're gonna and they're gonna promote it like a like a like a crackhead like a crack dealer? Yeah, absolutely, they will. Right. But I, I still want to know the hook. And here's my point. If they don't show a trailer at E3, whatever E3 is this year. Right. <laughs> whatever whatever video E3 pops up is, on the internet. Right. right. Like, whatever company wants to get together and say, hey, we're going to talk about some games this month. Like, if by E3 they don't show me a trailer about Battlefield, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I could care less. I could care less. All right. The next story I got is uh, Seattle Area Gaming Studio V1 Interactive Creator of uh, Disintegration is shutting down so oh oh hold on yeah hold on abe all right abe hey abe what's going on abe yeah yeah disintegration is dead it's vagoda yes this is your time to to come on the air now 
yes, uh, I, I'll read the story. I will leave you up there. Okay, so V1 Interactive, independent developer behind 2020's video game disintegration, announced on Monday that it's shutting down. V1, based in Richmond, uh, Was- uh, uh, Redmond, Washington, is also working on disintegration since 2015 and raised its last year through New York-based publisher Private Division. Around 30 employees are affected by the closure. At V1, a priority has been uh, well-being of the employees. Studio head Marcus uh, Leto wrote on Twitter, we've been transparent and what about the state of things for the last few months, and we're making a decision, and now it will have implement uh, ample time to search for new jobs while they're being supported by our studio. So I don't know if you remember this game, Sarge, um, Disintegration. It, it, it looked cool. But like the gameplay was like a, it was like a PvP and then it was like a turn-based real. It was supposed to be a, a turn-based real-time strategy game, but then they decided that they wanted to make it a first-person shooter game, and they kind of combined the two. Um, so it so, was so I, I, identity crisis. Is that what we're talking about? The game doesn't know what it is? Yeah, what is it? it well, is it, it first person? It is it team-based? What is it? They worked on it for five years, right? Worked on it for five years, and it just didn't make it. It, it came out in June last year. I played the beta of it on air in January last year, and it was, it was, it was bad when I played it. I was like, this is, this is garbage. Uh, and, and now Vagoda gets to take it from us. He, it, the studio's closing down, disintegration, proper name. It literally got disintegrated. Most people didn't even play it, and, and, they, I and, just, they, and I, they moved I, on. I have to think I have to think at some point that it's a management issue, not developer issue. Because if you work on a game for five years and you still don't have like a base of what the game is and you don't know where to go from there, it, it the, the, there's a lack of vision. At some point you stop. You're just you're just doing the basic work of creating mechanics in a game, but you don't have a vision for the game. It, right. It pains me. It pains me to see five years go down the drain. Anthem was the same way. It pains me to see five years. Yeah. You guys have no idea what you wanted to do. <clears throat> then you try to salvage it, but you didn't really try to salvage it. You didn't really try to sell. Right, you, you try. Just, you try to pivot. You, just, you try to pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's it, it's look, I think it's I think it's a waste. It's a waste of time to go that long and not have something. It's it's sad that a studio and stuff has to close down. But sometimes, look, movies get made all the time. They all get shown, but not everyone sees them. You see what I'm saying? Right, right to video. Right. Some some go right to video. Straight to video. Straight to whatever. Um. So I don't know. It's 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 got its problems. Uh, Activision. Next story. No, no, Abe. No, Activision's not dead. No. All right. We'll, we'll Actually, see. I, we'll see you no, later. Activ- as a matter of fact, Activision's not dead. As a matter of fact, right now everybody should check the stock price for Activision and see. I'm pretty sure it's hovering a little lower than normal. And before they make the announcements for this year for the COD, you guys should buy some stock. You know, not a lot. Just buy some game uh, Activision stock because you know it's going to go up. Come on. So video game worlds could be getting bigger using this patent. A new patent filed by Activision could increase the scope of virtual worlds to an astonishing degree while allowing multiplayer functionality. Activision has been a major player in the video game world and for decades now, and the company isn't showing any signs of slowing down. Constantly exploring new ideas and filling out patents and pa- uh, patent after patent. Several months ago, it was discovered that Tony Hawk publisher had filed a patent that looks like a new way to model faces in 3D. And now it appears that gaming giant is looking to expand its scope of virtual worlds altogether. Open worlds have been a popular aspect of many franchises such as Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption for decade now. And But the large expansive uh, as these worlds get, there are very defined borders surrounding 
surrounding them, and players cannot cross. Even the enormous worlds of Minecraft technically have a limit. But things may be set in, uh, to change. Activision's new patent is aimed to automatically increasing a cap uh, capacity of a virtual space, and it could lead to video game worlds so big they could be virtually limitless. As with the most patents of language in the in, in dense, but also few keys, uh, things stick out that are worth a closer of uh, examination. First, it seems that the virtual environment will start at a uh, set size and then expands as players approach the edges. This is similar to a way of Minecraft generates the worlds. However, sandbox games slow down like an old iPhone as the world generates the Activision patent uh, might have a solution to that problem. The solution as laid out in the patent is ripe with technology jargon, but basically it seems to boil down to having servers dedicated to the sole task of handling and computing power it takes to generate new virtual space in real time. We were talking about this a little bit ago. I don't know how Activision is doing the patent considering uh, Microsoft with uh, the flight sim is literally they've they've recreated the world like you recreated the world you can fly around the world so anyway we'll see how it works multiplayer uh same limitless virtual environment many many games such as street fighter 5 experience issues on online multiplayer functionality and activision may have a solution here too when limited of the players as virtual space is reached the patent suggests simply copying a unique virtual world and dumping it into one to another server from that point the new players joining the world will arrive in that copy so if it gets too bogged down then it just copies that section that you're around and then it would continue on moving into this is sort of um again technology like this i see what they're saying but second life did this years ago right second life you would have a server and then you could just cross over to the next ser person's server, and then people would buy islands and different things, and you could see the land masses forming on this giant map as they were doing it with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Second, Second Life is the precursor to Ready Player One. Yeah, it's the early stages of of like what it is. Yeah, um, we talked about this earlier. A, ser a server, a server is just a giant empty void. And people are physically actually making land masses or, or things in the game to stand on, to function on, and then building whatever it is they want in the server. Right. And then you're traveling from server to server like you would travel from neighborhood to neighborhood. Yeah. The problem with these open world games, though, for instance, like uh, Red Dead Redemption is beautiful. It's, it's fucking gorgeous. Right. But there's a lot of nothing. No Man's Sky has planet after planet solar systems and things. And it's, it's awing. The, yeah, the scope is, yeah, sure. it's awing, right? But then at the same time, you're like, that's too fucking big. It's too big, right? Like, you're never going... You could literally just drive on one planet and just explore that one planet. It could take you weeks to months to explore the caves and different things. And then you leave that planet to go to the next planet. You could probably play for a year and never leave your solar system in, in No Man's Sky if you really wanted to. Right? And now billions and billions of planets and i get it it, it seems cool because you could travel anywhere it's really cool but sometimes you're just like hey, man it's really big it's like it's it's ginormous. you have to have the, the the game loop has to be something to where people can grasp what it is the accomplishment is if you make it too big and you give them a long list of things to do the to-do list doesn't comprehend with why i'm actually doing it right so if you guys were to work together and then you were supposed to like make a town and then the town would make a space station and then the space station was a business and you guys would make more money because you had the space station it's working towards a common goal right but you just wandering around leveling up your guy yeah the leveling up your guy feels good 
right? But from what I saw when you played it even back in the day, the tediousness of trying to level up your different guns and different items that you had and the constant foot on your neck every time you made a mistake that you were trapped on the planet or you couldn't get this. So now you had to look for something else. It was like, it was almost like they were trying to do like a survival game. Right. And then all of a sudden they decided, no, no, no more survival game. You guys can just go and have fun. Like it changed. It changed during those first couple updates that they had for No Man's Sky. And it's like, it, it wasn't so much a survival game anymore. It was more of an exploratory game. Right. You do whatever you want to do. Right. I get it. Right. There's certain things that I like to live within. Like, I guess as far as like scope is concerned, I always thought that the scope of Grand Theft Auto V was the perfect amount. You had a long play adventure with three characters. As you played the three characters, you learned different parts of the city, right? It was almost kind of like the old school GTA where like they put you in different parts of the city and they make you do the car chases in the area on purpose so you learn that part of the town. And then you move on to another part of the town. And there's like another subsection or okay. a little boss battle or the story leads to that point. And so GTA 5, the scope is massive. But at the same time, during the course of the adventure, it doesn't seem so massive because they kept putting you in these little chunks of the town and you learned about it. You learned about each of the sections of the actual town. Then when it was all over and you finished the actual story... You were then placed in the full sandbox, which was the entire island of GTA, GTA 5. And now you can do what you want. And we're going to give you the things to do in it. Right. That to me was the perfect storm right. of a video game because they did such a good job of introducing you to the game and then pulling you through it and then saying, yeah, you're done with the game, but you're not really done because this is all the stuff you can do afterwards. And that's why there is no GTA 6, man. Because uh, I, I hate to say it, it's almost done as a perfect game. Because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It made everybody buy it, and then they kept everybody in it for as long as they could. Right. Right? Genius. I, I look, Genius. Red, Red Dead wasn't bad. Like, it's a good size map, right? I think even people were looking forward to Mexico opening up like it was in Red Dead 1. But I, I just feel because it's Western, like if you take that map and put it into like Grand Theft Auto, it's a great size map. It's just like Sarge complete, uh, talk about Grand Theft Auto 5. Red Dead Redemption 2 is kind of too much because it's on horseback and there's a lot of country and open open space. So it's like there's nothing there and it kind of could get boring. I, I absolutely loved it. I have like 300 hours in, in Red Dead uh, 2. I loved it. Just the story alone, I had over 100 hours uh, on it. And I played another online, the online version. I, I do think Rockstar has that perfect size figured out. Now, if they change the game to Grand Theft Auto 6, where it's like Grand Theft Auto Universe or whatever the hell they're, they're, they're going to do for the next one, it might get too big, right? But then again, right. if, if they can keep it where if it's, like, let's say, Vice City, Liberty City, and San Andreas all together, and they're each their own as size like they were, I think it's okay still because there's still enough to do in that section. But then... The vastness of going to, to Liberty City or vastness to going to San Andreas or something could be too overwhelming. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, let's let's just let's just follow through with that. If you don't want the scope to get too big, but you want to still keep people in, you would make it like a trilogy. It's GTA five, it's it's in San Andreas. Now they're gonna come out with the Vice City version, right? 
And then after that, they go back to Liberty City, but it's done in the in the yeah. in the new the new the new system. And then after that trilogy's over, then you have three cities, and you do the same format as you did with GTA Five, which is sandbox the whole thing, do wherever you want, whatever town. Then you could have like you could have uh, crime lords running different towns. We're running Vice City, and then you have like PvP versus city versus city, or town versus town. Like we run in Vice City, and then you have to infiltrate. You start your own town. And you're it can become gang war basically. Right. Right. right? Where the largest the largest clans of each of the servers are running each of the towns, like the game is anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I, I I'm excited. I want people to stop playing Grand Theft Auto 5 so we can fucking get Grand Theft Auto 6. So stop buying microtransactions mm-hmm. in the online game so I can play Grand Theft Auto 6, people. Mm-hmm. We, we, can ne- we, can, we can never get it. We're never I, I always get thought it. I always thought that they should that what they should have did for the uh, Red Dead Redemption is I think you should have the ability to start your own towns. I think you and your buddy should get together and you gather resources and you start a town for at some Red location. Dead? Yeah, you yeah. start a town someplace. I said that. I said that. And then once you start your own town, a week when after you, the game came out, every time you build a specific building, like that building comes with an X number of people, and those people give you quests to continue on doing other stuff, and then you build a town. Yeah. And then other people yeah. can try to attack your town, and if they kill too much of the stuff, or they 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 limit your convoys, your carriages, or uh, uh, whatever, like whatever whatever the whatever is funding your city. If they destroy too much of it, then the town starts to die. It gives you something, it gives you something like to that. do. Yeah. Right. It gives it gives you and your friends something to do when you're online. Right. We're online. We're building a town. Right. We get our town. We defend the town. Right. Then we put NPC guys out to defend our town. Then other people might come by and say, "Let's fuck around with this town." And then, depending how much resources you put into the town, might be very hard to kill or yeah. may not. And then when you come back to the game, if you're out for too long, you come back to the game and you see how fucked up your town is. Right, this building's burnt down. These guys are all dead. I don't have a sheriff anymore. And like, oh shit, do I want to go back and refund this town, or do I want to make a quaint little town in the corner of the mountain someplace? And you decide how big your town is. Right, it's on your server. It's on your game. What does it matter? That'd be cool. Right. Uh, you want they, stuff to do. You want stuff to do. They could release an early expansion to the map. Would drive people to new se- uh, sections and add breath of fresh air. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Wazy says no. He says, no, he's staying with it. Grand Theft Auto 6 isn't around the corner. Yeah, no, there was there was a lot of rumors for it. Um, I think it, it, I, I think I have up until 2022. If it comes out in October of 2022, I think I still I, I think I'm still uh, one of the podcasts in the past like year or two. I said 2022 is when it comes out in October is my is was my. Well, Louise, he says around the corner, right? Can you define corner? Uh, no, Can you define corner. No. This decade, this year, you know, you know, come on, man. You, 20, you know, you know, you know what they're going to do soon. That's nine. When did, when did Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 come out? 2012, 2013? That's 10 years. That's 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. No, he says it isn't around the corner. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I think that's the only. Actually, what time is it? All right, we can do this one a little a little faster. Um, we'll do one more, okay? I want to talk about this one for a second because I don't know what what Twitch is doing, okay? So Twitch API code reveals plans for a new brand safety score for streamers, which I thought this was interesting. Okay? Brand safety, huh? So 
A cybersecurity researcher um, has found a code within Twitch's internal API that suggests that the streaming site plans to define brand safety scores for individual streamers. The score appears to grade how brand friendly a streamer is using variables such as age of the streamer, whether they're 18 or older or 21 and older, their band history, their relationship with Twitch, and how the channel implies the auto mod slash ESRB rating of the game, or being a steam uh, being streamed, whether uh, if the channel is set to mature audience, as well as the manual rating keywords for channels set by the Twitch affiliated reviewer. So in the code, the score is ref- referenced in relation to ads. A comment reads, grabs the brand safety score of the channel as well as a relative data user and to calculate it. It also returns custom parameters, but this channel to forward uh, VAES for ad targeted purposes. In the statement sent to PC Gamer, Twitch acknowledges that they are working on this target system, but says it hasn't launched anything yet. So obviously it's 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 working they're testing it so that means it's it's live but it's just not live for us to know about it right that's how they're testing it they 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 have to be testing it live within the the stream i i don't know how i feel about this i obviously this generation x gaming because we say fuck and shit and whatever else this wouldn't make it on twitch right so i don't know if youtube is doing the somewhat of the same things because youtube does have a thing where if you say certain keywords the algorithm does push you down or if you notice, I used to switch to other screens to show videos and stuff. And what happens with that is that we get demonetized for it, right? I can't I can't make any money off of it because I get demonetized if I show a video, even though I'm doing it for news purposes, right? Even though I'm changing it and doing everything I possibly can to make it my own content, they, they take it down. So now Twitch is basically doing all this to brand safety. Potentially, if I'm playing a game, and again, I'm, I'm saying this potentially... I play Marvel Avengers. I'm at the top of the directory most of the times because it's a it's it's not a very popular game, but people like watching me play the game and talking about it. So I, I'm up on the directory now because I'm a I'm non-brand safe. I, I I'll tell you that right off the bat, right? I curse a lot and stuff, and they could hide me if they wanted to, right? I I, I don't have to even be shown on the directory to certain things where obviously if you're following me, I would be on your list, but for new members, when they went to that directory, I could potentially be hidden because I'm not brand safe. Right now, obviously they're using this as a score system so they can find who they can sell other brands to and be like, well, this is how many brand safe people we have. This is how many people are above the age of 21. This is how many people they have watching them. This is their age bracket. This is what they, so that, they can give me a Viagra commercial because I'm older, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, and they're older people that watch us. Yeah, this is this is Twitch's idea of trying to be an adult in an industry full of children. Okay. Right. So basically, this is censorship on corporate level. Right. You have kids doing what kids do, which is play video games, maybe not curse, not understand all the words and conversations that they're having with their streamers. But they are, at least they are engaging with each other in conversation, which is a bonus, okay? But at the same time, Twitch has decided that they're going to decide who they're going to market to because now you are the product. And now I'm going to put some laws in place that basically tag you. Right, behind the scenes. Right, and tag you. And then that way I can show you off like a horse or a pony to like any investors that come over and want to advertise on our here's, platform. Here's 30 and still gaming. Here's, he has, here's right. 30 and some gaming. Here's 30 and still gaming. Uh, gaming. Uh, he's really uh, older than 30, 
but he attracts younger players. Uh, he uses a little bit of a foul language. Uh, doesn't have a lot of female followers. Uh, and they give you this big list. Right. And they go, do you want to sell? Do you want to sell product on his channel? And they go, no, we don't like him. Uh, can we can we see a few other people? Swipe like, left. You're <laughs> right. You are you are the product now. They put you on a yeah. little pedestal. They spin you around. They look at you like you're a car, a horse, whatever. And they go, does this fit the bill for you, sir? It's no longer a social platform. It's now a, it's a business cycle. It's almost like being hoard out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I have something for you. Oh, what are you looking for? I'm looking for more of a more feminine type of person. Oh well, let me let me bring out that book for you. Here you go. This is the people that you have, right? Yeah. I, I want somebody who talks a lot, funny, looks good, and doesn't curse. Glad you asked. Here is a list of 25 people that fits that fits that description. Yeah. Like that's what we're that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was I thought I thought it was weird and, and interesting uh, at the same it's time. It's not it's not weird, man. It's 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 corporate censorship well, that comes in slow. Under under the guise under the guise of protecting the community. Right. Well and, this, and, and to make you business friendly. This is this is why I look at this and this is why I'm actually switching platforms slowly right I, I went from twitch to youtube and I, I i haven't chose a platform to stay on both because i don't want to pull all my eggs in one basket um i that the only way i i can continue is because of subs or because of tips or because of uh, of super chats or whatever so people you know if you're entertained you're entertained if you if there's free content there's free content but now they're they're whoring me out right they're whoring me out or anybody else that's on there and i get what they're doing but at the same time it's like uh you're, you're not your own the wild west is slowly not becoming wild anymore right it's 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 being parameters and sets for you where i don't want to be able to do whatever i want but i also i want to be able to tell like if i can show up on a list or not and they're pre predetermining on, on what I am based on what I say, and the algorithm is picking it up. So now I have to be like clean cookie cutter just so I can be shown more, so I can potentially. You know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it it, it yes, hinders but, it hinders stuff. But the, but the way Twitch and these platforms should be is you're a person in a directory. You should always be in the directory. This 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 idea that you're being hidden from some people and not hidden from others. Right. And 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 deciding who I want to see you as opposed to you just being in the phone book. If I want to look something up, I just look up stuff in the phone book. I need a plumber. I look at plumbers. If I want, if I want a, a surfboard shop, I look up surfboard shops, but that's not how it is for Twitch. Depending on how you act or what, how are you behave? You decide, maybe we put, maybe we put 30 in the corner this week, or maybe we put them at the top to see how he does. Right. Oh, we didn't like him. We don't, we didn't like him that week. Put him to the back of the line this time. Like that's not how it should work. Right. That it's censorship. Mixer, it's corporate censorship. Mixer, Mixer did a good thing before. Like when you'd be up there, they would rotate every 15 minutes through. You would be on the front page. It doesn't matter who you were. They would just rotate and you would go through the front page if you were a partner, right? If you got to partner status, every 15 minutes you would be on the front page and then they would go to somebody else just to give you – it just rotate 24-7. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a, a, a interesting – Just to show you who's here. Right. I, I thought that was a good one. Uh, Twitch won't let you say blind play through because it gets offensive to blind people. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Some of the things are ridiculous. All right. Well, that's the end of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I do appreciate everyone coming out. If you do hit that like button, please engage on the content that we uh, make. If you like what we do here, we have lots and lots of um, we have lots and lots of different uh, content that we produce. 
I'm live on the Purple Platform Monday through Thursday from 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 p.m. Eastern. We do a daily morning show called The Daily Grind. Go over gaming stories, chat, bullshit, and then, uh oh, I'm censored. Uh, bullshit, and then also we, we play some games in the mornings, uh, Monday through Thursday. We also do uh, repeat theater on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, for which will now be the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show. I don't know if we're changing the name or if it's just that, what it is. Uh, and then Friday nights, we do it at 11 p.m., also covering that. Uh, each and every single time now on top of that we do this podcast right here on youtube youtube.com slash 30 and still gaming if you like the podcast make sure you hit that like button it helps us out to be seen make sure you leave comments down below uh, we also have an audio version of this podcast which is laid on anchor.fm itunes google play spotify anchor.fm if you like this content if you'd like to go above and beyond, you can hit that join membership button. It does help us out right here uh, with all this content. I do appreciate everyone coming out each and every single week. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. He doesn't stream. He's just on this show, and he's on my streams when we play games with each other. Um, I'm going to play some ESO tonight. Sarge, you want to play, or are you doing something else? Mm, the call <laughs> of Baldur's Gate, but if you guys want to play ESO, I'll play. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, you can follow me on 30 Still Gaming across all platforms. I appreciate it very much. You don't have to go anywhere. When we end this stream, it should go right into my next stream, uh, which is on this channel. So I do appreciate you very much, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.